Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. I'm just having trouble. Yeah, I'll be back in a minute. Peace in Ukraine. Let me just put that down there. Making a note for myself for when uh, Brianna gets here, which should be any time now. So um, apparently Emmanuel Macron, who I think stole the election in France, uh, from Marine Le Pen, who should have been the uh, uh, prime minister, apparently is talking to Xi Jinping, everybody's favorite Chinese communist dictator, uh, about peace in Ukraine. And apparently the Brandon insurrection, the illegal government currently in the White House uh, and throughout the federal government uh, is all upset that someone might take their war away. I mean, this is just horrible news. And so we shall uh, we shall see what's going on. This I just making I just remembered that I've got a bunch of stuff I want to talk to Brianna when she gets here. In the meantime, um, she is <laughs> she is here. So that's even better timing. So uh, let me see if I can scroll right down real quick. I should be ready for this kind of stuff. It's Tuesday. We're just getting going again. So it's time for government inquiry. Where's my ah, there's my theme. She started as a guest on Action Radio, courtesy of our Constitution reporter, Amber Kemper. Both Brianna and Amber are graduates of Patriot Academy, a place where young folks get to practice writing and advocating legislation and being legislators in a mock session. Brianna immediately impressed all of us as someone we wanted on the show with her own report. With an insightful mind, asking and taking on complex questions, and a growing skill in sarcasm and satire, plus her study of government, history, the Constitution, and our founding, all of her skills and knowledge combine into something pretty incredible here on Action Radio. And now, the Government Inquiry Report with Brianna Cannon. Yeah, just a little show note, administrative stuff. If you want to call in like a minute or two before the show starts, I can always just start right with your theme. So you don't have to wait till the show starts to call in. In fact, Josh in, in uh, Illinois called in ahead of you, like about <laughs> several minutes before the show started. So we actually can register calls. Anyway, on that administrative housekeeping note, good morning, Brianna. What's going on? Good morning. Um, I do have to, you know, probably about um, 7.30, it might get a little bit noisy. So if you need oh. to, just put me on mute for a minute or two. <laughs> what, are you guys like having major house demolitions next door or something? Or what's going on? Can, or can you tell me? Um, is, no, we just have to – we'll be leaving the house a little bit early. Oh, so. oh are you going like, to talk to me as yeah. you're walking out the door or hopping in the car? I mean, are, we, are you carrying the show with you? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> We're going oh, mobile. Good. Well, well, say hi to the family for me and just let them know that uh, whatever they say can be picked up by the phone and it will be podcast forever. So just let them know that, okay? I don't want to, I don't want to have any accidents or have them say, you can't play that on the air. It's like, it's too late. I'm not canceling the podcast. Okay, fine. So anyway, forewarned yeah. is forearmed. All right. So anyway, so what's going on? There's a lot happening in the news. I mean, tons. So we can do your, your, uh, your regularly scheduled topics on the UN or we can go right to uh, uh, some of the, the incredible things happening this week. What do you think? Yeah, so the UN, um, today I'll probably just go over everything that we win in the past week. It'll probably be really quick. Um, okay. And then I have a little bit of how it correlates to right now. Interesting. <laughs> but See, you're so well prepared some for other it, fun uh, things. Yeah, no, I, I love the fact that you're really prepared for your report, so I appreciate that. Thank you. So carry on. 
Okay. Um, what was the little things that you were wanting to talk about? Oh, I don't know. Tucker Carlson, uh, Don Lemon, um, you know, France negotiating directly with China to stop the war in Ukraine. Uh, Brandon announcing for president by not actually announcing and sitting in his bunker and waiting for the election to be stolen from him again. And just little things like that. <laughs> All right. <You> know. <laughs> um, we, we understate around here a whole bunch. You know. Yes. Oh, wait, I'm on the wrong page. Give me just Uh-oh. a minute. Sure, no problem. I'll get back to the right one. I'll wait. Okay, fine. Tell me when you're back. And now our favorite sponsor. No, I'm just <laughs> We're off to a good set. I must have got sleep last night or something. I'm feeling particularly sarcastic today, so uh, so you can tell. What else do I have in my notes here? Uh, Democrats won't hold debates either. Did you hear about that? That's uh, we, we talked about that, too. So uh, th- there's no chance that Brandon will actually have to appear in public before they steal the election for him again, if they can. So this is a, I, you know, I was thinking about this before you, you hopped on the show that I'm, I'm sorry that in your formative political years to live through the world, you know, the United States only and first coup, well, not only, but uh, our first coup, our first stolen election, our first, you know, bogus government and all this nonsense is happening, you know, and such a change from, from the wonderful Trump administration where pretty much everything was going well. Uh, other than COVID, and that's when everything came crashing down, but that was all engineered. So uh, we'll talk about that sometime. But um, what, you're, what you're going through now, this is not normal. This is not the way life is. You know, it's just it, compared to the – we'll do an 80s comparison sometime. I think you'll find that interesting of when, um, you know, men still dressed in spandex and wore makeup and played loud rock and roll with big hair, but we all laughed at them, and they laughed at themselves because we thought it was funny. Nowadays, they're a civil rights group. <laughs> that's the difference between, you know, yeah, and, and, and you know that. Yeah. That's Go ahead. something also to think about because it's almost like, you know, oh, I wish I was <laughs> – sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw something funny. Oh, really? Uh, what? So, Can you tell me or is it – My dad stuff? almost fell down. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, Dad, stand up straight. Your daughter's on the radio. <laughs> Go ahead. By the way, we're in Cuba too. Did I tell you about that? We've got uh, all these uh, fascinating places picking up. So Armenia. You know, uh, who else has popped up lately? Uh, there have been some other countries, Serbia, Croatia. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're reaching. It's great. Anyway, go ahead. Um, well, that's good. But, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I, I um, wish I was in a different generation or what's going on now is horrible. I wish I didn't have to be here for it. But, yeah, well, I wish, also, I, didn't have to waste all my time, I wish I didn't have to waste all my time fighting for, for justice, freedom in the American way. I'd rather be flying airplanes. I mean, you know, but here we are. So what are you going to do? We've got to save this country for, for yeah. the next, you know, several hundred years. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you. What were you going to say? But I think God – oh, it's fine. Um, I think God puts people in, like, certain places during certain times because, you know, if I was in a different generation and, mm-hmm. you know, let's just say everybody in this generation was the same and stuff, it would be so much worse if you didn't have anybody fighting for those who don't need – know they, they, need, they need fighting for. So I think there's a reason that there's a lot of people like me and even stronger fighters than me out there in my generation. You know, I think God's using us for a purpose. I absolutely agree. When I think of the things that I had planned for my life that didn't work out, you know, and, and this this weird uh, puzzle, the sort of like jigsaw puzzle of my life, you know, these very disjoint, uh, completely disconnected experiences that I've had. And when I look back, every single one of them, you know, connects to action radio in one way or another, you know, my legislative experience, my, my job experience, my government experience, you know, starting business experience, I mean, everything literally um, comes into play here. And I just wish God had told me ahead of time. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I got a plan for you, Greg. <laughs> like, oh, now I see. <laughs> you, know, you kind of have to wait and see how things unfold. Uh, and that's, I mean, I, I didn't think I'd be end up here. I had no intention. I mean, I wanted to be in talk radio, but I had no intentions of, you know, leading a peaceful revolution. I just wanted to be really good at my job and do something different. But, uh, you know, then, of course, this idea gets planted in my head and I have to run with it. And that's, that's part of the deal, too. When God puts an idea in your head, you know, you're kind of responsible for it. And so you have to follow it through. And that's what we're doing here. You're doing the same thing. You might be speaking for your whole generation yeah. one day. I mean, you know, you don't know. I mean, you, you don't know what the plan is. We just, we get the pieces along the way and try and, and make the picture. But, uh, you know, we just keep writing our chapters and see where it ends up. Yeah. Um, so going into this, uh, uh-huh. I'll kind of recap what we've gone through the last few days um, for if anybody wants to go back and, and learn more about these. So we talked a little bit about, you know, the central banking digital currency, and uh-huh. um, that's actually one of the things I'll be going into a little bit today. Good. Because um, I don't know that much about, about it yet, and I really want, I want to get involved more in that. In fact, I, I got an idea for Bill I want to talk to you about uh, as we go through that. But, uh, yeah, what else you got? Yes. So um, we talked about a bunch of information um, given by Alex Newman and um, through uh-huh. the websites. Um, all about globalism with um, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, Mm -hmm. and and different kind of um, horrible agencies like that. Um, We've talked about their push for world peace and using it to manipulate people. Um, We've talked about UNESCO, which is the United Nations Educational Scientific Cultural Organization. Um, And these are all different, Mm -hmm. basically, individual departments that they all combined together. And we talked about how um, all of this is fitting into the Great Reset. We yep. talked about their Agenda 2030, which we still need to go into. Um, and yeah. uh, their big push of climate change and sustainable development, which is what the Agenda 2030 is. And um, both the United Nations and the World Economic Forum are working together um, on pushing this. And we mm-hmm. talked about Julian Huxley and Alex Bailey in like creating 19, in the 1940s, creating these kind of ideas and stuff, and a um, opposite humanist religion. And I actually have found something that will correlate to what we learned about that in just okay. a minute. Um, we've talked about you know them trying to brainwash children within the education system and how they are. Um, trying to target new generations, like the path mm-hmm. of least resistance, I guess is what they're thinking there. Um, we've talked or about the most kind of the ways people. Manipul- you know, I mean, the, the, the younger you are, the yeah. more you want to learn because you want to figure out where you are in the world and what the world is. So they always go for the children. I mean, you look at all, all the dictatorships, all the, uh, uh, like the, the um, what is it, the drag queen stuff. You know, it's always going after the kids. And this is why you have to protect the kids. You know, and you probably had to grow up faster than you would. I mean, teenagers, you know, your age, you know, the 50s were doing completely different things than you're thinking about now, you know, and uh, it's just a very different world. But, uh, you know, you, you do with what you're dealt with. And so this is what happens. But they always go after the kids. But brainwashing, I think, is, a, you know, the whole idea of mass psychosis and COVID, uh, something we could explore more because it's very dangerous. But it's always the same and it always seems to work uh, and people don't see it coming. They don't, they don't recognize the signs when, uh, when the mass psychosis brainwashing is starting. I still see people driving around with their windows up with masks on. I'm thinking, what are you idiots doing? Anyway. Back to your yeah, dinner. there's actually a book. I'll put this up, but there's something else um, mm-hmm. 
that, that's going on with this. And I'll I, I'll tell you in just a minute once I finish this recap. But it's actually about okay. like China using children. Hmm. Okay, the book is called The Battle for Your Brain. Um, it says okay. defending the right to think freely in the age of technology. Um, and it, it basically <laughs> um, talks about some of the things that have been going around that they've started up. And uh-huh. I haven't read it yet, but that's one of the things I'm wanting to read that okay. probably explain a lot of what's going on more. Well, if the author's um, cool, why don't you invite him on the show? I mean, you can do that, too. You're always free to bring guests. And this, uh, the whole idea of the battle for your brain, yeah. I'm already intrigued by the title um, because there is a war for your mind uh, <laughs> constantly. I mean, even, even advertisers, you know, buy this. <laughs> You know, and uh, and sometimes it doesn't work. Like the whole Bud Light thing and, and Dylan Mulvaney, you know, the grown man dressing as a teenage girl. Um, it's uh, it's it, there's a lot. Battle for your brain is absolutely critical. I'm curious. I, I'm really curious about that one right now. Yeah. So anyway, I back to your agenda. Looking at this one thing, and somebody did mm-hmm. a deep dive within like the the beer. Um, yeah, I think it was oh, really? kind of like the beer companies. Uh, uh-huh. And so because they were saying, you know. Okay, yeah, um, we're boycotting Bud Light, but look at all the other Anheuser, Anheuser, so hard to say that word for me. It's Bush German. products. I'm the Heiser Bush. Yeah, that's German, I think, or maybe it's Dutch. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask Marco. Marco's listening to us in the Netherlands right now. Hey, Marco, is uh, Anheuser Busch is that uh, German or Dutch origin? He'll te- he'll text us in a second. I'll find out. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Can you say Clydesdale? Um, so they were saying that there's a bunch of different products from them. So, you know, uh-huh. you know, boycotting just Bud Light isn't enough. You have to do all of these others. Well, somebody did a huh. deep dive, and I don't remember all of it that they, that they were talking about. But they found that um, the companies that own the companies that own the companies all go back to this one huge company that's, like, controlling it all throughout the world. Really? So, and Okay, now I'm curious. Yeah, supposedly American – Total American beer sales completely was only 30% of their profits. Huh. Well, Marco says he like thinks it's German, Anheuser-Busch. You know, but, you know, it could be, it could be German-American right. because, you know, German-American uh, is one of our largest ethnic group. You know, it's interesting that Eisenhower, you know, is a German name. You know, it was our American general who won World War II with the invasion of, of you know, France into Germany. You know, so it's very interesting. Oh, he's got uh, – uh, got, oh, here we go. Here's an instant response. Eberhard Anheuser, a German soap maker who would go on to uh, own the largest soap and candy shop in St. Louis. That makes sense because that's where a lot of the breweries are. Emigrated to Missouri, 1843. Although he had no brewing experience, Eberhard, yeah, it's like me with Action Radio, no experience on this because nobody does. <laughs> Eberhard became part owner of the Bavarian and by 19, uh, uh, 1860 had bought out the other investors, changed the brewery name to, you know, Anheuser Busch, Eberhard, I guess, Bush. So that's it. Anheuser. I don't know where Bush came into it, but we know how there's the story of Anheuser, as I read too quickly uh, going over the notes. So, yeah, a, a German-American immigrant called it. <laughs> so there we go. So who owns, the, who owns the people that own the people that own uh, Anheuser-Busch? Did, did, you, did you find that far? Um, I'll have to go back and find it. Um, yes, I did find it, but I don't remember the name. So I'll have to go back. And I can um, send it to you, and you can put it on because oh, we'll, we'll, I don't know we'll, which page. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it, was it on the brain book, the Battle for Your Brain, or is it somewhere else? No. Oh, okay. No, yeah, it's somewhere else. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, what did they what did they find with the deep dive? Though I'm kind of curious. I mean, because you figure beer, men drink beer. That's an American product, you know. I mean, you get have a long day out there in the truck, and you pull into your your bar when you get into your truck stop, and uh, you know have an American beer. 
How am I doing? Yeah, and I think there's some, like, product exceptions in it. Because, um, mm-hmm. to be honest, I really don't know much about it at all, just from what I heard from this other person doing the research. Um, okay. So what they were saying is that, of course, you know, companies own other companies own other com- companies and yeah, especially stuff media. like that. Um, especially in media, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, people have had almost, I would say, fun just trying to see, like, which company owns what all kinds of products. Mm-hmm. Um, but for for this, they found whenever they went back far enough that overall it was all – not all of it, but a lot of it was owned by this one company, and I don't remember the name of it. But basically, it was it has like a global reach, like it sells all around the world. And so, mm-hmm. the beers that they sell in America constitutes only thirty percent of their profits. So even if people are just trying to like boycott um, the Bud Light or some of the Anheuser Busch products and stuff, uh-huh. it really isn't hurting the huge company completely owns it as much as it is, is just that one little wing. Now that's fascinating uh, because people always think they boycott something out of reaction. Uh, it's got, uh, let's find it. I just put a, a, a search in which company owns all the beer companies. Uh, they got brands Anheuser-Busch founded more than 160 years ago. Uh, all right. We don't know how many they own. Well, they, the, you know, it's got boycotting Bud Light. Uh, well, here's the other thing too, is the, 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 the real reaction, the good reaction to all that, what they call chemical beer. Uh, are, the, are the craft breweries. Uh, if you go around uh, when you can, you know, uh, try some of the local, you know, brewed beer right at the establishment. We've got three of them in Milton, Florida. Milton, Florida is not a big town. We've got three craft breweries. Go figure. <laughs> right? And they're all within walking distance. Um, and so that's, uh, I mean, beer is really popular. I think good beer would be a lot more popular. But the, the chemical stuff coming out of Bush and Miller and, uh, you know, all these other different kinds, it's terrible. It's really awful stuff. Pabst Blue Ribbon was one of the worst. It was like college beer, uh, and it was horrible. Then we discovered Moosehead, and it was the big rage, you know, because we're up in New England. So we all drank Moosehead beer from Canada. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. I don't see uh, uh, something that says of, of which, you know, they don't – I'd have to have a little search too to find out who owns them all. But that's very common, that one industry or one company will buy up several different brands within an industry. It's, it's, I think it's called uh, – uh, not, I'm not thinking vertical integration, but there's a term for it. I guess it's monopolism, uh, monopoly capitalism uh, or oligopoly where one company owns most of so you don't really have a choice anymore. So they can fix the prices with all the companies. They can regulate the products. They can make them all the same. So it doesn't matter which one you buy. They all taste the same, look the same, act the same, things like that. So there's no competition because that one company owns all the different brand names. And you think you're getting something different. It'd be like if one company owned McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Carl's Jr., Taco Bell. And actually, there probably is. I mean, I'm I'm just speculating on this right now. But uh, so they just have different divisions. And I think there's like maybe one or two companies that do own all the fast food restaurants out there. So you think you're getting a difference, you know, especially when they're advertising, you know, get the Whopper. Yeah, and I've actually. Go ahead. I've actually put some thought into this, and that's also one of the things being talked about is the illusion of choice. But, Ooh, good um, point. One of the things, yeah, one of the things that I was learning about um, with this, and I've kind of tried to figure out, okay, well, which way do you go? Because obviously you don't want to say, hey, you can't buy out another company. Hey, you can't own another company because obviously, if one company wants to sell or is struggling and stuff, they can sell to another company, and you know sometimes that's good, you know. And people should have the freedom to do that. 
But I think one of the things, and something that, um, here, I have his name in here somewhere. Give me just a second. Sure. Uh, Yuri Bezmanov. I kind of like listening to him because he has some really intelligent things to say to prepare for. But um, Is he American? It sounds like a Russian name. I'm just wondering, is he out of the United States or is he? Yeah, um... he's, 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 he's a Russian KGB defector. Oh, I definitely want him on the show. <laughs> so he does a, a radio show, podcast. Where, where do you find him? Um, no, just old videos of him. I think he actually might be dead by now. I really don't know. Um. Well, that's going to be a little hard to get him on the show then. Yeah. Actually, that name does sound familiar. Okay, so Russian defector, so KGB defector. I'm going to look him up. I'm kind of curious now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But one of the um, things he was talking about is what's mm-hmm. going to take down America is the um, lack of principles in them. Or, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think it, it was him talking about it and some, something else. And, you know, he has um, a lot of different kind of things that will tell you a lot about America. But um, going back to, like, how I view this, you know, I don't want to restrict anybody's freedoms, and I think everybody should be able to, you know, if they want to buy another company, if they want to help another company out, if they want to do it, there's no problem with it. But obviously we do have a problem whenever people are monopolizing these things and taking control over it because no American likes that, no American wants that. But I think that's also something because that was seen in history. So if we can teach that in schools what really happens and we institute good values and principles within the youth and within business owners and stuff, we can have people make good deals for themselves. We can have people not so willing to sell out for so much more money, especially if they're doing good. You know, we can have people working together. We, We can have more competition rather than just control if we can institute, you know, our good values again and a knowledge of history of what happens. Because once you take all of that out, that's what happens. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, There's a couple things that come to mind. I remember doing reports on the Snell Report and on Standard Oil. Uh, If you remember Teddy Roosevelt, uh, they they used to call the companies trusts. In other words, companies would have holding companies on top of holding companies as part of what uh, results in the crash on on, um, – you know, Black Monday in 1929 was that all these companies were leveraged and they were owning stuff, but they were borrowing money to buy companies. Well, if the company fails, then you don't have the money to pay back the borrowed money. And so this whole kind of cascades through the system. But there was trust busting. That's what it used to be called. So you hear about antitrust legislation. It's really anti-corporate monopoly. Uh, the worst was Standard Oil. And so John D. Rockefeller made all his money. Do you know the story of Standard Oil? Uh, I, I can do it real briefly. Yes. Okay, John, so I know from, a lot about John D. Rockefeller, but not as much as I should know about John D. Rockefeller. Okay, well, there's always more to learn. So just let me, for all the folks that are listening, Standard Oil uh, was the oil company, and they were what they called vertically integrated. So not only did uh, um, John D. Rockefeller own all the refineries, you know, he owned all the drilling equipment, uh, he owned the transportation, he owned the gas stations, he owned everything. You know? So in other words, throughout the entire market, so when – so when the, the drilling company explored and they sold money to the refi- sold oil to the refinery, he was basically paying himself. So the refinery sold it to the, the pipeline company, paying it to himself, to the trucking companies, paid it to himself, to the gas stations, paid it to himself, you know, and the retail customers paid him too. So he couldn't lose. So they, you know, at one point they figured this company's too big. You know, there's no competition. So Rockefeller could set any price for a gallon of gas that he wanted. And so that's how he made billions and billions and billions of dollars. And so I think Teddy Roosevelt and the antitrust busters, the, the trust busters came along and said, no, you can't do that. So now these companies have broken up into uh, Exxon, Mobil, um, Sunoco, 
Texaco, Gulf. What are some of the other ones? This is like, you know, the seven of them. But they're all Standard Oil New Jersey, Standard Oil of Texas. They're all Standard Oil of California. You know, Chevron, that's another one. But they're all the same company. But the thing is now, now they're an oligopoly. So even though they've been broken up, are the prices varying that much between gas companies? No, because they're all, they're all working together. You know, so it's, uh, it's, it's a thing. But here's the question, though. At what point does the company become so big? You know, that uh, it's time to, to do something about it, that they have too much, whether they own too much of uh, the top to bottom operation or whether they own too many companies and they, they're able to influence the market with price. I mean, where, where, do you, where do you say, okay, now we need to take some action? What do you think? Yeah, well, you know, there's part of that because they didn't do anything illegal or wrong whenever they were doing it. It's an mm-hmm. individual's decision on whether they want to sell. So in buying up all these different things, now, of course, you know, if they're forcing people or threatening people, that's all, that's a different uh, section to deal with. But, I mean, just on its own level, if it was just simple transactions where they, where, you know, they own up a lot and control it, it's, it's a really difficult point there because obviously you don't want that kind of control. But on the other hand, if you do – basically anything to take it away, mm-hmm. um, like take away their businesses, take away their money, restrict their rights, then all you're doing is combating something that, you know, you don't want with something wrong. And so that's something that we'll definitely have to put more thought into. I think the best way for anything is to prevent it from happening any further. But, I mean, that's yeah, a good point. You have to look at what we have already. How do we fix yeah. what we have already? Yeah, I don't think you can put restrictions on in advance. Yeah, well, let's explore it a bit because this is worth talking about. Um, there's something called prior restraint. In other words, this is what gun control is. It's prior restraint. It's, it's preventing you from exercising a right for what you might do in the future, maybe. See, the government can't do that. Prior restraint is unconstitutional and oh, incompatible no, 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 no. With, yeah, with a free society. Now, let's talk about companies. Not by Same the thing. government. Okay. Oh, so what are you saying then? Um, like kind of what what I was saying earlier, like institute the history of what happens within schools, like yeah, uh, bring people up with the knowledge to know what happens, institute these values and stuff, hard work and freedom, um, and kind of tell them what will happen if they do. And not saying that they can't sell it, they need to, they can, uh-huh. but, you know, just understand the risks. And if we can yeah, do that is- and show people that, you know, it's not just you getting rich, then we might have a better chance at combating that. Yeah, but there is a place for government. Uh, I think monopolies are illegal. Uh, price fixing is illegal. You know, companies cannot collude to regulate the price of a product. Like if all, you know, even though the, the price of oil, uh, gasoline seems pretty consistent, you know, if they actually got together on a Sunday morning at brunch and decided what the price was, that's illegal. That's collusion. Uh, monopolies are illegal. You can't have one company controlling an entire business. That, that there's no choice. There's no there's no market. There's no free market at that point. I'll tell you one of the best examples too. Uh, Ma Bell, AT and T. You know, AT and T, the phone company. In fact, there's a really great movie uh, you should watch called The President's Analyst. Uh, it's James Coburn. It was made he had been in the 60s or the 70s. It's definitely a Cold War film. And so James Coburn plays the president's psychologist. <laughs> you know, and you never see the president. Uh, but it's just a lot of stuff. Anyway, I won't give the whole plot away, uh, but it does concern the phone company. But the phone company used to – there was one phone company, and they, you couldn't buy a phone. They, they made it so you could never buy a phone. You could only rent phones. So everybody paid their two bucks a month or whatever it was. But, uh, you know, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, you know if everybody rented a phone from 
phone company as opposed to being able to buy phones. That's 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 a that's a monopoly. That's non-competitive. That was actually regulated, and so they broke up Ma Bell uh, into all these different AT&T companies: Bell Southern, Bell New England, or New England Bell, and all that kind of stuff. And they said you cannot uh, restrict people, you know, buying phones. People can be allowed to buy phones. And of course, then as soon as that happened, this market exploded in in personally owned phones, which AT&T was mandated to be able to connect to their system. They said, well, you can buy a phone, but you can't connect to our lines. Well, you can't do that either. You know? And so there is a place for government regulating the marketplace to maintain competition and choice. But what I don't want to see is the government favoring certain businesses like electric cars. So that's where I would draw the line, where they actually subsidize and promote a business. Does that make sense? Yes, I agree with that. I because th- that does promote American values and restore freedoms and prevent corruption and control. And I think those are foundation principles of America. But also the same thing as you said, prevent them from doing bailouts and, and favoring one business over another. Oh, bailouts are illegal. Uh, I think bailouts are unconstitutional because it defies the Fourteenth Amendment, the Equal Protection Clause. If you're bailing out big banks and not small banks, anytime you treat a group differently or, or individuals within a group differently, you got a problem. That's why there are no LGBTQ ABC rights, because you're taking people and giving them special privileges. Well, that's unconstitutional because that's not equal protection of the laws. That's probably the, one of the most powerful clauses in our constitution is equal protection. So if you're, if you're protecting a company you know, within a market uh, like electric cars, that's unconstitutional. You know, and and we're going to have an electric car bill at some point, but one of, that's one of the principles. How do you, how do you, and I don't know if you ever talked about this in your classes, but how do you reconcile the government promoting one business or, over another or one type of energy over another? That's not their damn business. You know, you, they can't make petroleum illegal. That's a valid energy source. But yet that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. And the, and the irony is they're using the very product that they, they are trying to ban, petroleum, to run the power plants to, to generate the electricity that, are, that they're mandating everybody to have. Figure that one out. Yeah, and it, you know, it takes more oil in order to, to change over than it does just to use oil itself. Isn't it like three barrels to, to one barrel by itself? That's a good so, question. I don't yeah. know. But anytime you change energy form, you lose efficiency. So if you change oil to electricity, send it over power lines, put it into a car battery, turn that into motion, as opposed to sending oil down a pipeline to a refinery, making it into gasoline, putting that in the tank. See, electricity loses, but a pipeline doesn't lose energy. So you can send the oil as far as you want to send it. That oil does not lose, unless it's like heated or something like that, or something weird happens. But oil does not lose its potential. You put gasoline in your tank, the last drop of gasoline is just as powerful as the first drop. But that's not true with electric cars. They gradually lose power. It's an entirely different system of, of propulsion. But, yeah, I don't know what the efficiency loss is. Yeah, there's something is, I that's... actually – Go ahead. Oh, um, there, there was something that I actually had read a little while ago, and it was mm-hmm. talking about uh, the North Stream Pipeline. And it was saying that, you know, scientists are saying that this is the second largest, um, uh, what was it, climate disaster – to, I don't remember what they said was first, but um, it's only pretty well known, but for some reason I just can't remember what it is. But they said it was second to it. But nobody from, you know, all these climate activists or Greta Thunberg or any of these crazy people are saying anything about this. 
And so a lot of people are just kind of pointing out, like, if you didn't know it was politically motivated before, what about now? Yeah. Well, what do you think of Earth Day? Before we, speaking of UN agendas and controlling the world, and uh, you know, an outdated holiday that was great in 1970 because the world really sucked and sucked in terms of pollution, but it's pretty clean right now. Do you have Earth Day stuff? Because that's a very interesting. Um, I think thing. we did yeah. like a little bit in elementary school, maybe, but for the most part, there, I think there's a, a difference. I guess I would hope there's a difference in, in Earth Day and a climate change push. I think it can be used as one of these tools, but um, hmm. overall, I would say, you know, Earth Day is kind of like, I guess, for whenever I was in school, it's like getting people to, you know, clean up their community, you know, plant gardens. You know, just take care of the earth and I guess, a, a small sort of way. You know, something that anybody would want to do in their community. Or in their community. Hmm. Um, now, using it as a bigger tool, I think, is harmful. And I think that is also kind of what they're doing and pushing it. But yeah, and the problem with environmental I would hope there's still a distinction. Yeah, I would too. Uh, but it's interesting that environmental regulation has gone from environmental regulation to basically socialism. This is where all this stuff ends up. Um, I sent you something uh, from the CO2 Coalition. Yeah, so I'm just going to go over it briefly now here. Uh, CO2 Coalition, that's Gregory Wrightstone. He's a friend of mine. Uh, I can't get him on the show because he's too busy now. <laughs> Back like four, three or four years ago, he, you know, before, he, before this group really caught on, you know, we were able to get him on. Um, but it's talking about uh, a 0.5 degree uh, of warming will kill us all. Oh, no. <laughs> climate industrial complex, that's what they call it now, right? The climate industrial complex warns us that we dare not cross a temperature threshold that exceeds 1.5 degrees Celsius, right? 2.7 Fahrenheit uh, of increase from those that existed before the Industrial Revolution. So we have already seen an increase in temperature of about 1 degree Celsius. So they are trying to forestall the rise of another 0.5 or half a degree Celsius, which is 0.9 degrees Fahrenheit, before catastrophe strikes. Does this seem plausible to you? And this is, in fact, 0.9 degrees Fahrenheit rise is barely noticeable sitting in your own temperature-controlled home where the thermostat isn't, likely isn't even triggered to respond to a temperature change that small. He says, let's take a look at just how small it is. It says the temperature will rise more than 0.9 degrees Fahrenheit between 10 a.m. and noon on most days. 0.9 degrees Fahrenheit is the temperature change you will get from an elevation change of about 500 feet. At mid, well, except in Oklahoma. Do you have elevation changes there? I mean, what's the highest point in Oklahoma? Just to digress. I'm just curious. Um, I mean, we do have a couple of hills. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't think we've got any anything like a mountain or anything. I mean, okay. we have <laughs> spiral mounds kind of, but they're all sunken into the ground and not as interesting anymore. Okay. Last point here. <laughs> uh, 0.9 degrees Fahrenheit is about the temperature change you get from a latitude change of 30 miles. So in other words, the climate will change as much as these people are, are terrified about uh, within 30 miles. <laughs> so this, is, this is the non-story of the year is climate change. You know, but it, it's so funny, all this stuff. But you put it in perspective. Um, you know, it's really kind of interesting. So when you hear all the climate... Yeah, and so the you, climate you, change... Mm -hmm. uh, and the climate change hoax is probably something we can talk about a different day because, you know, I've, quite, right. I've accumulated quite a bit of information of, of people figuring it out, especially within people that we've been interviewing within Congress. So it's kind of funny how they don't know anything. But um, <laughs> That's for sure. I'm going to yeah. switch over. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to switch back over to this review. And there's a uh -huh. couple of things that I want to hit on. Um, and I actually just saw your message about a shooting in Oklahoma. <laughs> so yeah. uh, 
I'll see what you know about that one. But we can do that next week. You know, um, we so never it, we never have to be the first to report. We just have to be the best at really covering all the angles. So frequently, I will let a story sit for three, yeah. five days, a week uh, until I get uh, details, and then I, you know decide on what to report on. So uh, yeah, there's never a rush to be the first on on stories here. Anyway, back to your agenda. Yeah. So um, we continued and talked about kind of like their new age, and we correlated to what they're doing in correlation to what Mao did. Um, We talked about uh, the world's core curriculum. And basically what this is, is teaching like evolution and worldviews and stuff and instituting them once again within our schools. Um, And then we talked about how all all they wanted to do, they wanted to do within the educated, and within the education system was in order to institute all these Marxist policies, because they are all Marxist. And when you go and see the foundations of, of what they're doing, what each one is, which is something we got to go through, is the individual steps of the agenda 2030. But, yeah. We talked hmm. about Bill Gates' influence and starting up the uh, core, uh, what was it, core or something, from, mm-hmm. and him signing the agreement with UNESCO, instituting that to further push us down the hole. We talked about the SEL, social emotional learning, teaching all of these anti-traditional values, um, manipulating children and stuff, and it's basically just uh, a word to make you think something else when it's really teaching something different. Yeah, we better um, get to what we're going to talk about because it sounds like we're going to cover we're covering what we've already covered, and I think that we better. Uh, it sounds like you're on the move yeah. too, so I, you know. So let's let's uh, uh, don't mean to shut you know off the agenda, but uh, I think really we better get to the new topics. We're going to run out of time. Yeah. So so what what you got new for this week? Yeah. So you've heard about BRICS, right? The Brazil, Some, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. They're yeah. all changing over to the yeah. So a lot of people have been talking about this as, you know, this is the downfall of the dollar because, you know, all of these other countries have such a high value on the dollar. If they switch over, what is that going to do to the American dollar? Okay, what is it going to do? See, that's what I'm also trying to figure out exactly because, okay. you know, I guess it has something to do with our trade and commerce, if I were to think about this. You know, because we trade with all these other countries, and lately we've become very dependent upon other countries. And dependency, um, our lack of values, and overall weakness within America and our disdain for God here, I think all of that's leading to our downfall. But well, the downfall let's... of the dollar that people are talking about. Oh, go ahead. No, no, because uh, i got a question for you. I'm, I'm trying to put this through the, through the logic and reason filter. But go ahead and finish what you're saying, and then I've, yeah. got a, I've already got a question. So, now I don't know. This is me just trying to figure it out in my own brain. So, if I think, okay. since it has to do with all of this commerce and everything, I don't mm-hmm. know how much the yen is to a dollar, so I'd have to figure that out. But if people um, aren't using a dollar anymore, or it has no value, then America, I'm guessing, will lose a lot of profits and lose a lot overall within the commerce sector, which will probably really hurt Americans in every economic situation. Well, let's let's figure this out, because I, I think we, we might be coming up to uh, a, a bogus theory here. It's like when they say that uh, we have to raise the debt ceiling to meet our obligations, otherwise the government will default, when the truth is they made obligations knowing they couldn't meet them. 
requiring the debt ceiling to be raised to meet them. It's like if you have a $1,000 limit on your credit card and you spend $1,100 worth of stuff and you tell your credit card company, you have to raise my credit limit to $1,100 because I have obligations I have to pay when those obligations are made voluntarily and can still be canceled. Right? So, you can, so the government can cancel any amount of spending uh, that they want to, to meet the current debt ceiling. So that's just, that's just a lie. So let's think about – I hadn't thought about this until just now, but it's something – whatever you said kind of inspired this. That, uh, what is money? Money is, is a medium of exchange, right? Money has a, a value to it which fluctuates. Okay, but I think there's a difference between money and wealth, okay? Now, if, if the, the United States' is, money is based on the fact that other people use our currency, how do other countries get rich? What are the richest countries out there? England, France, Germany, China through communism, but that's a different story. Japan, Australia, modern Western industrial uh, nations have the most money. Well, they don't use the dollar. You know, Europe, Europe uses the euro, but they're getting away from that. England uses the pound. France uses the franc. You know, this is a Danish kroner. I mean, when I traveled to Europe back in the 80s, we didn't have a euro. So I, I was constantly changing currencies. Switzerland, the banking capital of the world, has never used the U.S. dollar as their primary currency. This is Swiss franc. So how is it that all these other countries do quite well using all their currency well, or, or using the American dollar as a medium of exchange, and yet they still are rich countries? Aha, uh-huh. um, you thinking. Yeah, okay, you may not be, I, I can't answer that question. I'm just asking it. How is it that yeah. all these other countries, how can, the, how can the, in other words, the dollar is a medium of exchange. It is not in itself wealth. The wealth comes with the person who holds that dollar. But what if that person holds, see, I held, I held currency, in, I had wealth, I, had some, I, I went with uh, $1,200 in traveler's checks, which may not sound like a lot of money today, uh, but I made it last three months, <laughs> you know, all traveling all through Europe, bumming around, you know, eating in cheap markets, eating, you know, I buy like a loaf of bread, bottle of wine, and that would be my food for the day. <laughs> so I went around Europe at 22 years old, right? Um, but the thing was, I, I constantly, I had intrinsic money because I brought wealth with me. I brought $1,200 American in traveler's checks. But what did that translate into? Well, that translated into English pounds, French francs, you know, Greek drachmas, Swiss francs, Danish kroner. Swedish kroner. I mean, I use all these different currencies. So the wealth didn't change. So every country got you know, rich off whatever I was paying them. I was able to buy things in all these different currencies, and yet there wasn't a problem. So why is it all of a sudden, if, if the world, quote, gets off the petrodollar, the American dollar, that we're going to suffer? You know, it's the, I think there's a distinction between wealth. That's what I was trying wealth. to figure out. Well, let's, let's, so what do you think? Between wealth, I think the distinction is between wealth and money. You can have wealth in different currencies. But not having a particular currency is not the problem. I think wealth is the problem. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that sounds more reasonable. But either way, it's something that I probably have to, you know, figure out more of what exactly, if it even affects as much at all. Yeah, I mean, why can't we be, so people trade in other currencies. So say somebody buys our goods in Japanese yen. Does that make us any less wealthy if they bought it in American dollars? Because the exchange rates are going to compensate for the different oh, values. Of, so? of the, of, yeah, because the, the, the exchange rates are going to compensate, right? So if the yen goes up and the dollar goes down, you know, more yen can buy more. You know, if the dollar goes up and the yen goes down, then we say more yen to buy stuff. So it really doesn't matter because the, 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 the medium of exchange is going to cover the difference in the value of the currency. But the wealth is still being transferred if, if Japan is buying stuff from us. And the wealth is transferring to them if we buy stuff from them. 
But the, the medium of exchange, I don't think matters so much. So I, I'm not particularly worried about the dollar not being the major currency. I think it's more a matter of control. I think that the, the, the government wants control over the petrodollar and the transactions in oil by maintaining the dollar. But I don't see a difference in wealth if they don't use the American dollar for transactions. I just see the fact that we should sell more oil, like Trump was doing, by opening up energy. And whether they buy it in shekels and drachma or kroners or anything else like that, I don't think that really matters. I just think, and, you know, I'm just Yeah, I'm really glad you there. brought up those points. Hmm. Yeah. But it's definitely a different way to think about it because, you know, I've been trying to figure this out, but that that makes sense. Um. But going on further from this, from the mm-hmm. BRICS um, and, and that question, mm-hmm. so yesterday I found out that 19 new countries submitted requests to join the BRICS. So oh, that's I guess interesting. that means that they'll also be transferred. And they so said the that some again? of them were Turkey. Uh-huh. They said there was 19 countries, and some of them were Turkey, Mexico, Indonesia, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, UAE, which is United Arab Emirates, I think is mm-hmm. how you say it. Yep, that's right. And yep. Egypt. And they are going to be having a summit in South Africa June 2nd to 3rd in 2023. Now, one of the things that they're instituting in July, and they have like, I guess you would call it a pre-registration, but it's basically like um uh, joining this thing beforehand enough in May, but they're mm-hmm. instituting it fully in July. And what it is is called Fed Now. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. So Fed Now is mm-hmm. basically a program where it will be the bank's choice, where the banks will choose to go over to this or not. So everybody will need to figure out if their banks are doing this because this is extremely dangerous. What will happen is, it's like a push towards online money, basically, where you're – whenever you try and make any kind of transaction anywhere you go, um, what will happen is first all of that money or that payment of your money will go to the Fed's account. Everybody's oh. doing the transaction. Oh, I think I've heard a little bit about that. this. And whenever that yeah, okay. happens – then it will go to whatever purchase you're trying to make. Now, with that, they can also ban purchases. They obviously know every single purchase that you make, and they can stop you from buying things, and they can also pull money out of your account. So they basically have complete control over your money. And so there was this other video on it that somebody had made, and I sent it to my dad because it explained it pretty easily because I was trying to tell him what it was too. And it was funny because I went back on there. Um, I don't even know what it was, but they had a missing, like a misinformation thing on it because this was on Instagram. Um, one day when we went Instagram, I found this. And I clicked it because I was like, hey, what is it saying about it today? And it said, do not confuse FedNow with the central banking of digital currency. I was like, why not? Well, they sound like that's the same exactly thing. what I did. Well, I didn't confuse <laughs> them. I mean, but they all kind of, like the Fed now is like the precursor to the central banking and digital currency. You know, it's one of the biggest pushes towards that. Because we'll soon be having, I mean, if we go down this path, if we aren't able to stop this, it'll soon be kind of like China's social credit scores, which they're already trying to institute. Yeah, this is going to be a huge fight. Uh, we need to have a, a cash preservation act. 
Now, that's one of the things I was, uh, I was thinking of uh, that maybe uh, that you and I should probably work on that. In fact, I've already proposed it to one of our state legislators that uh, they start thinking about that. So we need to – all right, I've got uh, both Josh and Pianchi on the line here. Um, we should – it wouldn't be a bad idea to start next week with this whole CBDC. Uh, I think I've got that right. <laughs> Marco's always correcting me. Uh, Central Bank. Uh, digital currency thing and see what we can do. Let me see if I can work on some of that stuff. Let me um, bring Josh right now because I know you've only got a few minutes left. You're doing really well for, for being on the road wherever you are <laughs> and we're not picking up anything extra. So that's a good thing. Um, so we're going to do quick comments or that's quick good. questions. Yeah, no, you're doing fine. Um, Josh, you got a quick question or comment and then I'm going to get to Pianchi uh, before uh, Brianna has to leave. Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, well, no, you're on. to that. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. That's all right. Let me put you back on hold for a bit. Let's get to uh, Pianchi here. Uh, quick question or comment for Brianna? Well, the quick comment is that you don't want the United States dollar not to be the preeminent currency in the world. Why? <clears throat> One reason. Well, being that I trade currencies, I can watch and see how these other countries, they artificially invade, value and devalue of their currency, whereas mm-hmm. the United States dollar usually stays around 99 cents a dollar and a dollar one. It's more stable. And one of the reasons why you got these countries forming these trading blocks is because the United States don't produce anything like they once did. They can That's get it from point. China, mainly, yeah. and other countries. Okay. And see, another point, too, uh, some of these countries are monetizing their dollars based on the value of the natural resource that's in the ground. And the value of that natural resource is usually set by the London Monetary Exchange. So, no, you want the United States to remain preeminent in the world. That's what we used to. Thank you. Well, except that uh, my argument, again, is that other countries still are rich and they're not using the U.S. dollar. And inflation has killed the value of our dollar over the last... You know, just a just a couple of years since since Brandon stole the White House, and so I don't think you know if we maintain a stable dollar, well, I would agree need, with you. You need to create control of inflation, and we can't use inflation as an excuse for not sticking with the dollar. But, that's, mean, but it's like, nations have different choices. But I think you're 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 right on with the fact that we don't produce anything. Brianna, what do you think? Um. Well, honestly, that's one of the, the questions that I've been having. Of you know, does the, the value actually change? You know, what does that actually mean for Americans as opposed to change over? So I see both of your points of views and what you're both saying, and both ways it makes sense. I guess I'll just personally have to go in and and figure out different scenarios of what will actually happen. Okay, I mean, feel free to take a position even if, you, if you change your position later. You know, you're not stuck on a position, so you can always you know express an opinion. See, here's what I think now. And then, uh, you know, modified or whatever. But, uh, yeah, feel free to take a stand, even if, you, if it turns out to be wrong for you later on. Pianchi, go ahead. You want to make comments? Yeah, no, if a country want to – see, countries have the ability to monetize their natural resource. Like Zambia has copper in the ground, so they can base mm-hmm. their currency off the quantity of copper. But that's for doing – trade and doing deals within the country. Now, if you got to go outside, then you're going to have to have a comparison between the country that you're selling to or buying from or vice versa currency. Mm-hmm. But how does the so, world economy yeah. work? You know, why would the world want 
you know, if I was another country besides the United States, if I was uh, Zambia, for example, I wouldn't want to deal in U.S. dollars. I want to deal in my own currency. Uh, you know, and it's still as long well, as the can. wealth. Okay, go ahead. They can internally. You can pay your workers internally. See, when I go into another country, I have to I have to exchange the U.S. dollars for whatever the country uh, dollars that I'm in. I can't mm-hmm. walk into this store and hand them a twenty dollar bill because well. They don't have no change for one thing, yeah, and then yeah. they're, you know, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So you go into another country, and as soon as you hit the airport, you go to the exchange and exchange your U.S. dollars for the local currency. Then you go out shopping and you use the local currency shopping. You don't use U.S. dollars. Well, I just explained, you know, that, that when I went to Europe, I changed currencies about. 15 times. I went to about 15 different countries. I was always changing currencies. But I, it all started with American Express Traveler's Checks. This was back before credit cards could automatically make the exchanges. But we used to carry traveler's checks. And I started off with 1200 bucks. Came back with about 100 bucks. <laughs> you know, three months later. Um, we but, to show uh, you how much it exchanges. There's yeah. the government market, then there's the hot market. You can usually get more of the local currency on the hot market. And what they'll do, they'll hold the dollars or they'll hold whatever currency they got and they would pay attention to what the exchange rates are. If the exchange rates become favorable where they can make money off the trade they made the other day, then that's when they exchange it. But you can't do that with U.S. dollars. In these, in, you can't go to Chicago with a U.S. dollar. They go to, to uh, Florida with a U.S. dollar. They usually around it's about a penny difference. So yeah, the value is the same for the good. dollar, but the but the prices can change depending on where you are. Let's get to Brianna because she's only got about five minutes left here. Um, have you traveled internationally by chance? Have you ever had to exchange yeah. currencies? Um, I can I can probably stay a couple of minutes longer, but um, I have not traveled internationally. I've only mm-hmm. traveled within a couple of states. Okay, but I want to get to. you out more. Yeah. Just well, it's, it's stick around here. We're gonna we're gonna drag you and you, we're gonna drag you and your family on cruises uh, and down to Belize is like our first stop. So you know you're you're part of the group here now too. Yeah. So uh, so we got to get you traveling. So get yourself a passport. I'm serious. Uh, that as soon as uh, you know we can arrange stuff and all the vaccine mandates and all the other stuff goes, and I have a couple more sponsors, so I can travel too. Uh, we're going to pack up and we're going to go places. And so I'd love to take Action Radio to Europe, uh, definitely down to Belize because I got a tour guide friend there. Um, but uh, I want to go to Asia. I want to I want to take this around the world. So and as many you know at various times, yeah, really nice to do like. Go ahead. Go what ahead. No, okay. Well, I'm just saying, if, I would get yourself a passport because they're good for 10 years. You never know. You, you know, you, you know, but uh, I, travel is education. It's one of the best educations you can get uh, is to go you know, around uh, everywhere. It's just, I mean, I, I was in, by the time I was 12, I'd lived in three different countries. You want to talk about, but that's, I wouldn't recommend that for everybody because that was, that was really kind of screwed up my early life. Um, okay. All right. Uh, I'm thinking of bringing Josh back here. Did you have, you got yeah, about five so- minutes left. What, uh, what else have we, what haven't we covered? Or do you have, want to talk about money more? Because money's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I can, I can maybe stay a couple minutes into Josie's. I really don't know how long. It was something I started talking about earlier in China. Um, so China has these headbands that they put on, like, the children in classrooms and stuff. And at first they're saying, hey, who wants to come and try this out with us to see how well AI education works? AI oh. education. Oh. And surprisingly hundreds of parents were like, yeah, okay, go ahead. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Um, but honestly, is that really surprising? 
so whenever in, in the classroom, all these students wear headbands. And they're just kind of like black bands that go around their, like the top of their forehead. And in the center, like in the center of the headband and like on the side of their face, there's a little light bar. It's probably about maybe three inches, maybe, if I remember right, three, maybe four. Mm-hmm. And it's really thin, and it lights up different colors depending on, like, if you're distracted or if you're offline or, you know, whatever your, um, I guess, whatever your brain is at at that point in time. And basically, it will track your brain waves and what's going on mentally. So at that point, all of that information will go to your teacher's computer so the teacher can monitor all of you at the same time and your parent's phone. So the parent can track what your brain is doing all the time. And, of course, if that's happening, and because it is the China Communist Party, then it will obviously go to the government as well, where they can track what happens in your brain. And they have uniforms, and in, in their uniforms they have chips that track them wherever they go. So they always know where they are at at all times. And then within the classrooms and in the school, they have a bunch of cameras, and then they have these robots. And what these robots do, these AI robots, they can they scan all the children's faces constantly, and they count how many times you yawn or, you know, how many times you look at something. You know, they, they track all of this. It's, it's like really – it's like excellent-level technology, that it's, and it's so excellent it's horrible. Um, and basically it was instituted for young children and older children alike. It wasn't just like one group. It, it was for all of them. So, yeah, that was um, that was kind of scary. Also, um, there's one thing, and I'm going to have to read more well, it's about more than it, kind but just of something that would be interesting. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. It's more than just yeah. kind of scary. Yeah. Okay, what's your next point? There's one thing that I think you'll find interesting. I'll have to talk more about it next week because I don't know more about it, but I feel like okay. this is a good point to put it out there. And the next mm-hmm. day I plan to say it this time, but there were six more police stations found in the U.S. rather than the one that was found in New York City. The other police one, stations there was another found? one in New York. Wait, 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 wait what did you say about the police yeah, stations? Yeah, the China Communist Party police stations in the United States. I've heard about this, but I haven't done any research. Tell me, tell me what's going on there. Yeah, so um, I was planning on talking about this for next week when I have more information on it, actually. Okay. So I don't well, know a whole lot. I wrote down but CBC, what I do know is that, CBDC for next week, too. I got that on our calendar because I really want to get into that. Yes. So what is it about Chinese Communist so, police stations? How do we have police stations? How does the Communist Party have police stations in New York? What, are these like Chinese zones now? Like they have the, the, the uh, I, Mogadishu zone in uh, Minnesota? Like, Minneapolis? Yeah, they have it in – they have two in New York. They, they found one in New York, and then after that, they oh, suddenly found all these others. They found another in New York. They found in Minneapolis, somewhere in Nebraska, Houston, San Francisco, and L.A. Chinese police stations, Chinese Communist Party police stations. Yes. Okay, so wait a minute. So are these uniformed differently? Are they paid for and run by the Chinese Communist Party? What what do you know about these things? So honestly, I don't know a whole lot. Um, One person was saying that, you know, they came over to track all of these Chinese distance that came over to America um, or different things like that. But 
honestly, that <laughs> that was something I was going to look into for next week. I didn't have a lot <laughs> well, of okay. information. Well, but it'd be interesting to throw out. Yeah. Well, see, now I want to know. But uh, let me ask you another question here. And uh, Josie probably join us. I'll get back to Josh in a minute, too. Give him a chance to uh, uh, get a comment in here. But the previous one on AI, let's, let's, let's take yawning in class. Okay. Now, there's a government way to look at it, and mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's like a private citizen way to look at it. If I've got a kid who's yawning in class, my first thought is, why is the teacher so boring? The government is thinking, why aren't they paying attention? What's wrong with them? How do we psychologically motivate them to pay attention to their necessary lessons in school? Whereas those necessary lessons might be crashingly boring. I mean, I doodled. I can't tell you how many airplane pictures I drew all the way through school. You know, I can't tell you how much my mind wandered and daydreamed. I have the attention span of a gnat. You know, this is why I do a talk radio. I've got live chat. I've got you. I've got other callers. I've got schedules. I've got things I'm thinking of. I've got 15 issues in my head. I've got my left hand on the keyboard, my right hand on the mouse. I'm talking at the same time. I'm doing all this at once. It's, this is like an ADHD dream come true to do talk radio uh, and be my own producer. <laughs> you know, but I can do it. But in school, I was useless. I didn't get good grades. I was like a B student. You know, I got, a, I got straight A's my first semester senior year because someone told me, hey, if you want to get into good college, you should get straight A's because I never cared before wasn't emphasized in my family. It didn't mean, it didn't mean anything to me. So, okay, I'll get straight A's. So I got straight A's first semester uh, senior year. Never did again because it didn't matter. <laughs> you know, so if I have to, I can. You know, it's this weird thing, but I was not traditionally a good student. I, you know, in fact, the Chinese Communist Party would, probably would have put me in a gulag, you know, for opening my mouth the first time with an opinion. <laughs> you know, but whereas that's, that's valued here, like on this show, I want opinions. I want divergent opinions. I don't, disagree with me. I don't care. But so just let's, let's take the case of the yawning yeah. student. The yawning student, what's, how would you interpret that? Um, well, there, there's a couple different ways, like reasons that that student can be yawning. Um, one of them could be, you know, maybe they stayed up. Maybe they didn't get a lot of sleep. And the reason they stayed up can vary greatly, you know. Why did they stay up? So, I mean, tiredness obviously is the first one. Um, mm-hmm. And then second to that, it could be that, yeah, what they're learning is extremely boring. I remember mm-hmm. in one of my classes, you know, one of the things we would always do is just watch videos all the time. Oh, watch videos. That was it? Um, Did the teacher make a salary? I mean, they had, <laughs> I mean, they had other things, but that was uh, it was almost an everyday deal <laughs> where huh. it took up a lot of our class time. But it was also like one of those classes where, you know, you get to a point where, you know, you learn all the information that you need to and you go over it. And, you know, the, the class itself was good and we learned what we needed to and they didn't, like, fool around with it or anything. So the videos all correlated with what we were learning in the class. It was just extra because, you know, you have to fill out this this much information within so long of a time. So I think that was kind of their thing. But, you know, for other ones it might be that reason. Or for other ones it might not be that reason. It might just be that the teacher is – you know, extremely boring, and the kids aren't learning things. Because I experienced that, too, where, you know, you don't really learn much in a class. So No, I think you learn very little I think little there's a class. bunch of different reasons for a student to yawn. Yeah, yeah. But just but and it shouldn't the reason be I, the government's concern. See, that's the problem. See, that's the thing. It's not the, it's not the government's business. You know, if they're going to try and micromanage our lives, I mean, you imagine the amazing amount of resources that – this is why China's going to fall apart, because they're so busy watching each other that they're not producing anything. There's no freedom. Nobody can do anything. They can't breathe. They can't uh, express new ideas. They can't do anything. That's why they have to steal all, the, all their ideas from us because they're not allowed to have ideas in China because you might be different, you know, anything other than the individual. I'm going to try, Josh, one more time here. Let's get a, see if I can get a really quick comment or a question for you, and then I want to get to Josie's report. And you can stay as long as you want, and when you have to go, 
you know, just make sure you get your sign off in before you go. Um, cause, cause that's kind of fun. Josh, one more time. What's uh, do you have a question or comment for Brianna? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, okay. You're clearly young book. Um, the, the kids these days, the younger, the younger twenties that are, uh, running around here. What what kind of um, social development? Like, what are you guys doing? Like, uh, is there any social cohesion that you guys are trying to? What does that mean? I'm I'm not even know what you're. Um, Brian, is is there is there on. like groups? Is there groups? Like, are you guys trying to form groups of people that agree with you? All right, go for it. So, for me personally, um. I really don't know that many people that are really interested in much of anything like this. So any groups do politics, you know, you generally don't see. Um, the conservatives usually are just, like, within their friend groups and stuff. Um, or, you know, the liberals are usually ones that, you know, get together on a bus to go protest somewhere. But <laughs> with... Within that, I would say, you know, generally you just stay with your friends, and a lot of times the friends with different conservatives you hear about, you know, a lot of times they may have similar views, they may not. Sometimes they're not really into it, um, where, where they have views, but they don't do anything with them. Um, so it, it, I guess it's situational in the individual, but personally there may be, I mean, that I don't know about, but personally I haven't really seen here any groups forming for that reason. Now there are different you know, communities, and there are different projects that are working on that, on creating communities and on creating groups and stuff, individually like that. Um, and you see that popping up all over, like on Instagram accounts and, and different Google advertisements, you know, of groups trying to, you know, incorporate people to join and come in together. And that's also like Patriot Academy. What that does is it brings a lot of people kind of closer together and you, you um, become a bigger group and you have more friends and stuff. So. I guess it really more depends on an individual of, you know, forming groups. Um, and I think it's more of like an organized organization rather than just getting together. Interesting. Does that yeah, Patriot Academy we got to talk more about because they uh, do some good stuff. Besides, I want them all to be our lobbyists. <laughs> we need to talk about that too. Um, let's bring on uh, Josie. Yeah. And uh, like I say, stick around. Or if you want to give your sign off now, and then you can just uh, hang out and, and uh, you know, take off when you want to. Yeah, that sounds good. This is Brianna Kim with Government Inquiry on Action Radio. Goodbye. Thank you. See you later. She started off as a poor child in Nicaragua, living under communism. And now she is a prosperous small businesswoman with a great family, living the dream as an American citizen. Josie Cossey knows all about both worlds, communism and freedom. She knows where your dreams can come alive and where they can die very quickly. And so her report is as much from experience as knowledge, and her passion and crusade are very real. With connections all over Central and South America, Josie brings you the world south of the U.S. border from personal experience, living, not just reporting, what's happening. And now, the Latina Report with Josie Cossey. Buenos dias, Josie. Good morning, amigos. Buenos dias. Guten Tag. Zdravstvite. Kak prezvajet? Konnichiwa, Josie-san. friends in uh, Ukraine. Good, good. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about money. 
<laughs> what do you think? Brianna's still on the line. She she may or may not be able to participate, but she's she's still um, online listening. It's it's all well organized uh, to destroy the dollar, but it's okay because we're gonna have new money coming up soon. So like what? And the what's, what's coming? The, uh, we were I I was watching a a, a few people talking about. Um, the new dollars already made. They're in Texas, ready to go. Each American family will get a hundred thousand dollars to start circulating the new money. And the country not on board with Trump will not get an even exchange to their dollar. They're going to eat it all. Um, most of these criminals are going to be arrested, and we're taking all the cabal's money. So the United States is going to be one of the richest countries again, even though we're going to go through darkness and storms and tribulations soon. Uh, but we have to hang on. We have to trust in God first and then trust what's coming. Oh, I do trust uh, in God, so but I don't, what, I, don't, I don't understand a new money system. So where, who's producing it? How is it being chartered? How is it being regulated? What's it going to say on it? You know, what, how, did, how is this new money going to work? I haven't seen it up close, but it's already made uh, by Trump. Uh, he already made it. It's in Texas waiting since last January. They wait, 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 wait. So, all right, so he doesn't even know if he's, he's, he's going to win the 2024 election. I think he will. I'm convinced of it. But why would he at this well, point make money an entire – well, how can, he, how can he as an individual make an entire new currency for the United States? Well, it's not just him, but it's the people working together with him. So. Well, how can they do it without an well, act of Congress? Well, they did. This I don't know. Well, well, I, that's what, but you but you brought it up. That's why I'm asking. You know, and you may not know the answer, but this is my first question. I don't. My have first the question answer. is: is how do you create a new currency for the United States, and why would you do it? You know, I want a U.S. dollar. The, I mean, go ahead. Well, the dollar's just been king throughout the whole world for years and years and years. Like when I go to Cuba on my mission trip, they rather they rather for you to pay in dollars. Uh, the same thing when I go to the Ukraine or Nicaragua. Now Nicaragua, everywhere you go, they want you to pay in dollars. They're almost changing the currency in Nicaragua, you know. And Chile, mm-hmm. I remember when I moved in Chile in 1973 that I went through uh, the uh, destruction of the country by our government. They created it uh, with Pinochet and Salvador Allende, you know, in 1973, mm-hmm. September 11th. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember yeah. with one dollar bill, I could buy a pair of leather shoes and still get money left over. I remember getting forty uh, like popsicles for all the kids that I was helping in a little kindergarten class, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I still get changed back because of the uh, collapse of the country in Chile at the time. So, but they're, they've been trying to destroy our dollar for a long time, mm-hmm. the Illuminatis. But right now, what Trump is doing, he's bankrupting all the cabal, child traffickers, the Clintons, the Bidens, the Obamas, uh, all the money in Russia. He's working together with Putin. That's why Putin already froze since last year all their bank accounts in, in his country. It's frozen. None of the Hollywood criminals. The Bidens, the Obama, uh, John Kerry, all these people, they've been stealing millions and millions of dollars from us. They're not touching that money. That's why they pay themselves $600 billions with a B, 
sending to the Ukraine, but it's not really going to the Ukraine. People are suffering. I'm on the phone with the Ukraine every week. No one is getting anything. They're, like, struggling. They're, like, almost begging me to send $50 or $100, and I've been sending money to the Ukraine for different families to eat. It is very bad. The people haven't got a dime. Uh, and now they're saying that the Biden is paying for pension from Ukrainian people, but it's all a lie, too. The people are not getting anything. So this whole cabal money laundering, it's, it's horrible, and it's been going on for a long time. But it's coming to an end very soon. So that's where the dollar Well, Congress could end at any time. On. They should just stop sending money to Ukraine. I mean, where, where are the GOP? Where's the gelding old party? You know, where is the fact that, where's our own Congressman Matt Gates? You know, why isn't there a resolution? I called for this a few weeks ago. That they should immediately, now that the, the House is Republican, they should immediately, you know, have a halt to all money going to Ukraine. They could do it. Remember the mm-hmm. Boland Amendment? I think we were in an article yeah. about this a while ago for, for Brianna, who's still here, uh, and, and Josh. The Boland Amendment was something that uh, back during Reagan's administration, uh, Edward was Boland was in a, a congressman in Massachusetts, really wasn't known for anything except this. But he put an amendment into a bill, uh, and I think it was in, like an unrelated bill, said that no money could go to the Nicaraguan Contras, which was Reagan's you know, private little army. He was taking money from arms sales uh, to Iran mm-hmm. um, and then turning the money around and paying for his own private army against the, the, you know, the legislation in Congress uh, for the Contras in Nicaragua to overthrow Sandinistas. Um, Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was interesting. Now, what, regardless of what you think politically about it, presidents can't do that. They can't fund a private army with money from somewhere else. And so the Boland Amendment yeah. uh, came along and said, okay, you can't do that. So all, we have to, all Congress has to do now is another Boland Amendment saying that no money – they can put on every appropriations bill saying, but no money from this appropriations can be sent to the Ukraine. They could do that, but they don't do that. So there's your problem. If you want to end all the corruption and the money going to Ukraine, you don't have to wait for Trump. You don't have to do anything. Congress can simply cut off the money. The House controls the money. And, you know, Kevin McDeep State, you know, and, and Matt Gates, our own congressperson, whom I, whose offices I visited Friday, hoping that they'll get back to me soon. If not, I'm going to be calling him tomorrow. Um, but the point is that they could stop this, and they don't. Even the, the, the House Freedom Caucus, where are they? Where is the daily press conference calling for an end to money for Ukraine? They're not I doing it. I don't yeah, but remember, there's a lot of corruption with a lot of the Republicans, too, which a lot of people, they're telling us, I don't know who's who, of course, but uh-huh. uh, a, lot of, a lot of the Republicans will be arrested together with the Democrats. Um, but the main thing is at this point, um, President Trump, which he's our real president at the moment, not the mm-hmm. other clown, uh, what he doesn't care how much money and all that is going out right now because it's not going to matter at this point. It's all going to not going to be worth nothing, no dollars at all. It's not going to mm. work. They cannot change it back. But of course, what's happening to Europe and a lot of countries, uh, a lot of the money is being controlled by the criminals, leaders. They're all working together with George Soros, uh, Bill Gates. Obama, uh, the Bidens, the family, you know, which nine of the family members, they're investigating uh, the nine or more family. They have for sure uh, right now evidence that nine family members are in the corruption of <clears throat> selling, <clears throat> excuse me, selling our country uh, to different countries like China, Iran, uh, Ukraine, different countries like that and uh, well, Joe he, Biden's son has been 
It's a mess. It's a mess. Here's a question, though. The so, world government, uh, if they destroy the United States, destroy our dollar, how are they going to pay for all their luxuries? I mean, nobody else has money. You know, you look around the world. Uh, the thing that, that makes a country wealthy is freedom. So the more freedom you have, the more money you have. I mean, the, the two go hand in hand. You can't have freedom. You know, you can't have money without freedom, and, and you're not going to have uh, freedom unless you have property. In other words, money. Uh, and so if the world government succeeds in destroying the United States, destroys our productive capital, destroys our dollar, there's going to be nothing to fund all the stuff they want to do. There's nobody around. Well, you know, a lot of where, where do they think that we do, we're like a quarter of the world's economy by ourselves? China's going to collapse pretty soon. For one thing, they're all a men. The, <laughs> the idiots, they aborted all their daughters. You know, so China's mm-hmm. going to collapse. Their population is going to crash here at some point soon. Their economy is going to crash because, as, as uh, Brianna was going over, they're micromanaging literally everything and everybody. You know, and using in, you know artificial intelligence now, it's going to take half the country to watch the other half of the country with all the things they have well, to watch. What's going to happen? What's uh-huh. going to happen is a lot of the countries are collapsing, no doubt about it. Uh, but the countries working with Trump will be okay. Well, what are the countries working with Trump? Because Brianna made a good point. We talked about the, the BRIC countries, you know, these different industrial Brazil alliances that are is, forming. Brazil is in with uh, Trump. Uh, El Salvador is with Trump. Colombia is with Trump, but behind the scene. And hmm. some of the people in Colombia can hardly wait for Trump to return because they know what's coming is good. Well, let's talk about that. What, what, what would Trump mean? Well, first, the first thing that's going to happen. Uh, with Trump is, I, I hope he has a plan. I have a plan if he doesn't. Uh, I think Peter Navarro mentioned that he has a plan. We just haven't heard it yet. <laughs> I'm sure you to... <laughs> well, I always have a plan. You know me. In fact, I, I'm going to write a bill. Uh, I got I to talk about uh, um, our, our Cash Preservation Act because uh, Brianna's going to be covering the CBDB stuff. You should get in on it as well. But uh, we'll be, I'll be proposing. I don't know how to do it. This is, the, I, mean, I mean, I'll probably get Derek involved too, our financial guy. And how do we do a cash preservation mm-hmm. act uh, and make sure that we don't convert to this currency, regardless of what the rest of the world does or the UN or, or any of these organizations want us to do. So what were you but, saying before you lose your thought, what Trump I, should do? Well, here, well, these countries that want Trump back, um, you know, mm-hmm. like, like what's going on? Because this is the Latino report after all. But uh, El Salvador is my favorite country to look at because they're doing well, yeah. you know. And so the first thing that happens when Trump comes back uh, is that they're, they're going to have to send back 15 million illegal aliens. You know, that's yeah. going to have a huge effect. All right. So what's happening to these countries now? <laughs> well, yeah, actually, we should, we should the 15 that came in plus 30 million that are already here. So we're talking about 45 million people will have to leave. Because they have no right to be here. They have no reason to be here. They have no nope. justification for here. They can't they be don't. here because they're illegal. So the question is, where are they going to go? You know, how, you know when they Back go home, what's, what's happening in these countries? You know? So what's happening in these countries now? Like the, I mean, how many people are coming from El Salvador, for example, which seems to be fairly prosperous? Or are they all coming from the poor countries like think, Guatemala and Honduras? I don't think not that many people are coming from El Salvador at the moment because I hear a lot. Uh, people saying, oh, I can believe I can walk in that neighborhood now. I can go shopping in that store now without being black. Oh, that's now. interesting. Uh, I can, so we have I all the get, criminals. I can get some. Yeah. So they okay. they have arrested over 40,000 MS-13 uh, president from El Salvador with Trump. He, Trump has got his hand in it because by himself he cannot do it at all. There's no way. 
Uh, well, but of course he's not. Uh, how do you know El Salvador is not doing it themselves? See, this is the thing. I mean, you know, the, no, the, the, I've sort of questioned the master plan with Trump. Now, I, you and I have talked about this several times. That Trump should immediately go to El Salvador with a whole bunch of investors yeah. from around the world, build up their industry, build up their productivity, you know, and and make them a model of freedom, and show that once again freedom works. And then publicize it. Say, so, look, here's our here we, here we El Salvador is a shining example. Of what happens when you have freedom? And then point to the United States, which yeah. is collapsing under communism. So that's the way to do it. Well, but I don't see one, Trump. One man uh, cannot do it alone, uh, Greg. And uh, oh, I know that that would have been possible if they would have done it a long time ago. And they can't because I believe uh, <clears throat> Trump has a team of snipers, which he sent about 200 snipers to Ukraine to calm things down a little bit in the Ukraine. And how are they going to uh, do that? What are 200 snipers going to do? Who are they going to snipe? Well, a lot of the uh, neo-Nazis taken down in the Ukraine. Oh, yeah. But we, we don't need <laughs> and, Trump uh, and snipers to do that. Ukraine can do uh, the, the. I think the uh, – well, are the Ukraine civilians armed at all or no? Do they, or do they have liberal gun control? No, they're, they're not allowed. The Ukrainian people are not allowed to have weapons at all. Which the is insane for a country at war. Oh, yeah. Why would, what what yeah. kind of idiot – disarms a population when they're at war with another country. That's insane. Because you Zelensky, want to arm those people. Zelensky is, Zelensky is the one that created his own war against Russia. Russia is not right. looking for any problems at all. No. Look, you, you have to be real. If Russia wanted mm-hmm. to take over Ukraine, it would only take 24 to 48 hours and take over. But that's mm-hmm. not. Russia doesn't want Ukraine. The people in Ukraine, they've been begging Russia to come and take over because of the torturing, the raping, the destruction that Zelensky has done. Mm-hmm. And, and the Obama administration uh, chose Zelensky to, to do his game in Ukraine. And uh, it's, 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 a, it's a big deal. But uh, Russia, of course, is going to protect himself from all the bioweapons that they want to be attacking uh, Russia. And that's why he came and destroyed, so far, 35 bioweapon labs in the Ukraine. And a lot of those bioweapon labs, it was to attack Russia. There's 11 left that he's not touching. He's going to leave it alone. When this whole thing gets said and done, he's going to show the world what's been really going on in the Ukraine with the Bidens, the Clintons, the Obama, the Bush, the Chuck Schumer, all these people, especially George Soros and Bill Gates, they're all yeah. in it, creating their viruses and creating all their garbage in the Ukraine. Uh, and it's been going on for a long time. And you, you see, know, this is I just need, found uh, out. The, go ahead. I just found Where out the it? other day mm-hmm. that they've really been planning about this virus about 50 years ago. I thought it was only 20, but I was mm-hmm. wrong again. More Technology was different then. I'm, I'm going to be skeptical. Tell me, tell me, so 50 years ago, so we're talking this 2023, so that would have been 1983? Well, so that's 70 that years ago. Mm-hmm. They've been planning for a long time. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I don't, I, that's, that's, that's too long. You, know, you, you can't plan something over 70 years. The world changes too fast. Too many people come and go. And you know, uh, I'm being, I'll, be, I'll be skeptical on that one. But, you know, these criminals are patient. They take years and years and years to accomplish what they really want to do. And no, they're not I'll that patient because they, they, they get old time. and they want to, yeah, no, I think people aren't that patient. They want to live their life. They want, it's like drug dealers. They want to make their money now so they can have extravagant lifestyles. Chances are they'll be dead in five years anyway. Um, 
Here's something interesting, though. There's the Russian ambassador, Lavrov, uh, was speaking before the U.N. recently. If I can see if I can get uh, the transcript of that. And what he was doing, he was uh, going after the United States because Brandon, you know, was getting all objecting to uh, to what Russia's doing in Ukraine. Uh, and then we're talking mm-hmm. about the French thing in a second, too. But uh, Lavrov said, wait a minute. You know, so Russia's not doing anything in Ukraine that the United States didn't do in, in Iraq uh, and in Afghanistan. So you have no leg to stand mm-hmm. on. So, so he's right. And, of course, I objected to both of those wars. There's no reason for us to be there. But, uh, you know, he says, we're just protecting our territory, protecting our interests. In fact, he says, we have far more justification being in the Ukraine than the United States had for being in Iraq or Afghanistan, neither of which were threatening the United States mm-hmm. militarily, economically, culturally, socially, or anything. So we had no business being there. And he's absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. We had no business there. So, but, the, but it's interesting yeah. that, that, so what do you think of that? So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not with Russia on this Ukraine thing, but I'm not against them. You know, I'm against them because they're killing people. That's wrong. But in terms of, well, of the politics of it, you know, in, in, as far as the politics go, they're responding to a threat from NATO. And I understand that. Well, Russia's been trying much of the videos that they've been trying to put out, but the criminals, they stop the videos. So the American people, the world doesn't see the videos at all. Including mm. the Ukrainian people, they're still they're still blinded as a bat, believing in Zelensky. And I keep telling my friends and everybody, including my missionary leader, we're not speaking at the moment because he thinks I'm drinking the cooler. I say, okay, uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to be buying a lot of cooler for everybody joining you because you're not believing about the bioweapons and who's behind this whole thing. And, and well, you're gonna see the truth coming up. And a it's lot not of people just the bioweapons. are coming out with the truth. Yeah, you know what I think is what I think is more important than the bioweapons is the money laundering. Yeah, the bioweapons obviously are a problem, uh, but they can, I think they can. But the money, money and the yeah, that's that's a pro- I mean obviously that's a problem. But what I'm saying is in terms of of world impact or United States impact on the average citizen here, it's the it's the money laundering. It's the amount of money that's going there that they're they're actually printing yeah. money to pay money to Ukraine. Well, that's what's causing our inflation. So when Brianna and Pianchi were talking about, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar on the world market, they're sabotaging the dollar. Mm-hmm. They're killing the dollar. Oh, so yeah. the, so in, in giving money to Ukraine to make more money, uh, they're actually printing money, uh, which causes inflation, which reduces the value of the money. So they're, it's, a, it's the, the, the accelerator and the brake. They're standing on the accelerator, which is inflation, and they're standing on the brake, you know, which is, well, inflation is the brake in this case, but the accelerator is spending. It's crazy what's well, going on. Go it looks like, but I'm not. I'm not sure about this one, and I think I talked to you about it before. It looks like America owns Ukraine now, and that's why uh, we're paying pensions for people over there. We're sending all the money over there, a lot uh-huh. of weapons. So the Pentagon, State Department are protecting uh, what belongs to them now. So Ukraine, I was told, it belongs to America. And that's what well, manipulating uh, in this, are you want. saying the, I'm looking at like Afghanistan, you know, you could say the same way. Well, that was, you know, American territory. We, we built their schools and their bridges and their universities, yeah. and their, their hospitals and their infrastructure. We built, you know, Bagram airport. And then of course, Brandon surrendered it, which I think is an Obama operation. Um, but, but they were, we were trying to create something that would only exist as long as we were spending trillions of dollars there. What is mm-hmm. it? Six trillion in, uh, in Afghanistan, we could use that money here. We could have reduced our inflation. We yeah. could have uh, probably gone back to 1980s value dollar if we hadn't gone to Iraq or Afghanistan and spent trillions yeah. of dollars there or COVID. 
So, so the answer to our problem is always the same. It, it, stopping Congress from borrowing money. So if we stop Congress from borrowing money, then all these other problems are going to go away because they can't go to Ukraine. They can't go to Afghanistan. They can't spend $6 trillion on COVID or $3 trillion or whatever they spent on it. You know, so the, the yeah. answer to, to most everything. So let me ask you another question. We got, let's get back to the Latina end of this thing here. Um, Central American countries, South American countries, who's doing well? Who's not doing well? You know, so who's doing, let's talk about yeah. who's doing well. We've got El Salvador. Uh, my favorite country, Belize, where I love. We're all going to go to Belize one day. So we're going to we're going to well, move I to this. Think- I think right get a now, <laughs> Go ahead. I, yeah, I think right now El Salvador yeah. from Central America, mm-hmm. Central America, I think El Salvador right now is kicking, kicking booty. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are going there, investing property, so everything is going up uh, quickly in El Salvador. Uh, the other country that was thriving like never before was Chile. But now with the stupid new communists that they stole the election, uh, it's it's not doing as well as it was before. It's still good, but not as well in Chile. And I happened to watch a video last night, uh, this tranny movement. It's all over the world. Uh, in Chile, in one of the classrooms, I think the little girl must have been five and six or something like that, two little girls in a classroom they were being guided by the teacher and everything was being recorded uh, like the, they were getting married. And the teacher uh, told them, okay, you're getting married now, say I do, and now you kiss each other. Two little girls. And How old? And this is a disgrace. That's child it's, pornography. Uh, it's, it just broke my heart that yeah. this stupid, radical, left communist teacher is is doing that, and I think a parent was in the room, and she didn't stop this nonsense. Out of control, this tranny movement to distract from the real thing that is going on in each country. And it's a disgrace to little kids, and uh, it's, it's going around. I remember when I was in Cuba uh, the last time, uh, they were passing a new bill uh, that gays can marry each other. Uh, in never Cuba? in the history of Cuba. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So well, let's of, talk about that for a bit. I, see, I don't think what's going on, I think it's child exploitation and uh, it, it's like, you know, making kids, you know, play married. That's, that's, uh, that's something different. That is definitely a child uh, endangerment exploitation and it's a busy child pornography. Is that that's what they're doing with those kids in class? I don't think it's a trans issue. Yeah. There's, there's enough trans problems out there right now. I, I remember watching a, a thing. You know, there's a, a man who was uh, who had altered to try and live as a woman, um, and and he was saying if you stop a, a, a trans you know woman from going into a, you know, the bathroom of, of her choice, in other words, a guy, uh, it's going to be the last yeah. mistake you ever made. Basically, a death threat to anybody that uh, that tries to stop this. But what's really going on? I mean. It, you know, because we've had a trans person on the show recently and, and you know, they're going to be back. So my question is, you know, the difference between an adult who wants to surgically and, and chemically alter themselves and live as another person. Obviously, you can't change sex. But if they want to do that, I don't care. That's not my problem. My problem is I think, when, when you try and create a civil right and when you go after the kids. That's my problem. Go ahead. I think there's uh, mentally ill people. I don't care if they want to do it behind closed doors. Don't shove it in my face and don't shove it on my little kid while I'm not there in school or taking mm-hmm. them to a strip club 
like one Agreed. of the teachers did in Las Vegas, you know, don't mm-hmm. mess with my children. And even though I have one and she's 28, thank God my daughter is old enough that I don't have to deal with this garbage. Ungodly. <laughs> uh, so what yeah, does it do, though? I will not tolerate it. No, Let's no, talk no, about no. the bigger picture. So, what, why is it important to the left to, to basically erase uh, men and women? As, as men and women, what, what do they get out of this? What, what do you see in other countries especially? I think it's all an attack against humanity. Okay. Uh, the whole thing is about having children. They don't want no more people. See, they either want to do it with a shot and kill you, or they want to mutilate your private parts so you don't have more babies. And that's exactly even the milk. The milk is contaminated by bio milk by Bill Gates mm-hmm. right now. That's why they got rid of all the milk. Uh, and a lot of the babies being born out. I had a nurse the other day. She showed me pictures of her neighbor's little three-month-old baby, huge uh, blood clots, and they're turning into uh, tumors, humongous, in her head. She was born like that. Uh, they're not reporting that. Uh, a lot of she was born like that because did the mother have uh, the jabs, like multiple? Of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're talking boosters it's the whole happening. bit. Yeah. Some of the babies are being born with black eyes like a snake. It's kind of weird. I have pictures I can show you. Uh, no, some I believe babies it. are being born with a tail, extra finger, full of blood clots that their doctor. Uh, this sounds like thalidomide. Sore. Remember th- thalidomide, the 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 miscarriage mm-hmm. drug. And all the kids were uh, yeah. were born without arms and legs and things. Exactly. Same so kind of Jim thing, Thorpe, yeah. when I was Jim Thor, oh. when I was sharing to him, or when he you had the team of doctors at one time, mm-hmm. uh, I was sharing what one of the nurses told me at one of the local hospitals that she has never seen anything like it with babies full of blood clots. And Jim Thor replied, he says, "Oh, that's nothing. I have seen now or heard a lot of reports that there." chopping their limbs off completely because they're full of blood clots and it's from the vaccines. My daughter lost my first grandchild because her husband is fully vaccinated. He's quitting the military Coast Guard because they keep insisting that he should have the booster. He said, no, I'm not. You already forced me to have two vaccines. And I believe my daughter had a miscarriage because him being vaccinated mm-hmm. is contaminated in her body. So when she gets here, I'm going to have to make sure she gets detoxed. Yep. My daughter, uh, daily, and it's horrible what they have done to humanity, and they have this plan a long time ago. This is nothing new, but this this tranny agenda is all over the world. It's not just in America, and parents need to stand up and and get rid of this garbage. And and I was watching a video last night. The Pope, uh, he was. I, I think uh, Cuba was put in a display for the Pope to watch of a circus, but there were like almost naked women right in front of his face doing all these tricks and stuff like that. And the Pope is corrupt, and I know a lot of the countries that they're very Catholic, they follow that clown, you know, whatever the Pope hmm. says. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's a problem just, too. Yeah. It's just corruption, corruption to the max. And one more thing the mm-hmm. Orthodox are behind now demanding in uh, Israel that if you talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, you will be punished in arrest. And this is the Orthodox pushing this. So they're ungodly, and, and they've been doing bad things for a long time in the Ukraine to my church. When my church was 
small in the Ukraine. We built the humongous church uh, back in uh, uh, 2006 or something like that. Uh, now it's a beautiful, beautiful church. But the Orthodox team used to come and cut the electricity of the little church so we will not have church. And they have even murdered one of the uh, assistant pastors in my church in the Ukraine. These people are evil. The Orthodox are evil. And, uh, and they're the well, ones pushing. Uh, you can't make a generalization like that because, you know, Dr. Zelenko was, was pretty Orthodox are. Jewish, you know. And I don't, he's, he's like, you know, one of the you know, world heroes. Uh, and he's from the Ukraine, <laughs> you know, that's where he was born. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I've, I know Hasidic Jews. I mean, I've, I've met a bunch of folks up, you know, especially up in the Northeast. Um, and I, I want to get a rabbi on the show, quite honestly. It was time we had one. Um, but, uh, but, you know, we've, you can't make a generalization that big. So that, you know, the, 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 unless there's something going on. Now, if you have a particular sect or group or a political party or something in Israel, that's trying to, to outlaw Christian practice, belief, Bible teachings, yeah. anything like that, then I need to know. Mm-hmm. But we've got we to narrow it down. We can't just say that, uh, you know, Orthodox Jews are doing this. That's just too broad. We've, we've got to find out. Which, yeah, and, and it might be a particular sect. It might be a group. That's like saying, you know, Christians, you know, hate whatever. And, and then you find out it's, it's just one select group of radical leftist Christians that are causing all the problems. You know, so you can't paint the broad brush. We've got to get really specific. Uh, and that's why I do it. Well, they you know, mentioned be... on the report the Orthodox organization. Okay, well, there's a, so, there's a lot Orthodox. of Orthodox Jews. Most of, of Israel is Orthodox Jewish. So you can't, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's too broad a brush. It's, it's too big a group. That's like saying white people are evil. You know, you, you've got to get, I mean, you know, Mother Teresa oh, and Adolf Hitler were both white people. You know, so it's mm-hmm. just, you, you, mm-hmm. we've got to focus in on what it is. Let me Josh back in the conversation. He's been uh, kind of patiently but, uh, uh, in the background. Anyway, go, no, go, you have more? Go ahead. Feel free. I'll, Josh can comment. In no, they're, they're the one, and there's never been any problem before to share the gospel. We have missionaries going to Ukraine to, and, you know, there's a lot of Orthodox in the Ukraine and Israel mm-hmm. especially. There's never been a problem, but now it's a big problem that you can be arrested and put in jail if you talk about Jesus or share about Jesus or anything about Jesus. And if you notice, yes, most most people are complaining uh, about Christianity, not the other religions. Sure. They're always attacking Jesus. In, in, in Eastern Europe and Ukraine? Anywhere in the Ukraine. But this is Anywhere in Israel, in the Ukraine? I was saying. Yeah, anywhere in the okay. Ukraine. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I've actually been asked to go over there to help uh, the Ukrainians fight. So I don't who's, think, who's uh, asking you to help fight? Are you talking, you know, take up arms against Russia? No, not against anybody, my friend Gregory. Your phone stinks. Yeah, it does. Your connection is terrible. Like <laughs> I might have to push back and hold again. Well, uh, you seem unfocused today, so let me just ask you one direct question. Who's asked you to go fight in Ukraine? So you're going to be a mercenary? No, I would never fight against America's interests. Because no, I'm that's not, not what a mercenary, a mercenary is. A mercenary is a private person that serves as a soldier and gets paid for it. Blackwater security you know, in, uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan were private security. They're mercenaries. Ah, were they serving under any flag? Mercenaries get paid privately. They, 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 oh, 
It's a long story. I Let's know, I know. Me. That's what I'm saying. I know. I'm not serving for or against any flag. I'm saying that I'm not serving against American interest. Okay. Let me put you back on hold again. I'm, we're getting off track. Um, but here's my question, though, is – well, let's, let's get back to some of these other issues. But, you, but you, you know, oh, now I've totally lost my train, train of thought. <laughs> we, we got off bed. Let's get back to what you were talking about. Oh. Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, Josh left. <laughs> young up, uh, which is okay Josh. too, because I, I tried him a couple of times, and uh, it just it, we just uh, now I've lost track of where he was. But bottom, anyway, let's, let's bottom, get back to your report. Uh huh. Go ahead. Bottom line is, uh, Satan is attacking the world, and we know that as a Christian woman missionary that I am, an ambassador for Jesus, um, we know that Satan is loose. We know Satan. Uh, uh, appears like the angel of lie, but it's a lie, pure lie. And not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God one day. Uh, only the ones that find the narrow gate, because the the white gate, gate, a lot of people find it. And it's the gate of destructions, you know. Uh, so they've been trying and trying for years to destroy Christianity, and they're in full force now with this tranny movement and, and Satan is loose well, trying to uh, attack our children. Let's talk about trans, the trans folks and, and Christianity. That's an interesting thing. But you're talking about Israel before as persecuting or, or, or having people arrested for, for Bible studies yes. or, or Christian studies. Is there a law? Yes. Did the Knesset pass this? Is it a regional thing in Israel? Is there who, and, and who would enforce this? What, 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 um, what law are we talking about that, that allows this to happen? Because I can't imagine this got through the, the, the Israeli parliament. The, the Orthodox is, uh, is passing, uh, they're forcing uh, Benjamin Netanyahu the new law. Uh, well, they can't force him. You know, uh, he's not even in the parliament. He's, pr- he's prime minister. So he's the prime minister. Okay, so he, so yeah, they can still pressure him, but I'm just saying they can't force the, how are they going to force the Knesset to pass a law banning Christian well, studies in Israel? Trying. That does, well, okay, that's different. Know, that's, that's different than having it actually happen. Yeah, okay, so, but here's, here's my point. That in a law, like, if you look at all the laws that don't pass Congress, every mm-hmm. congressional session, there's about 50 bills to overturn the Second Amendment, to abolish it, every session. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Those bills don't get anywhere. There's tons of bills that are filed. I know. I'm, sh- I'm sure there are Orthodox Jews that don't want Christianity taught in Israel, just as I'm sure there are Buddhists that don't want Hindu taught. There are Hindus that don't want uh, you know, Judaism taught. I mean, this, this happens all over the world. Everybody wants their own religion. They don't want anybody else's. I understand that. Of but course. there's a difference between... You know, people who are object to other religions, who have a have a religious bias or or prejudice, uh, and, the, and actually having in law. See, once it's in law, that's different. I you know, know it's but, like, but let me uh-huh. but let me tell you, they're okay. pushing and pushing, and it's I think it's about to come law because they're like a full force. But it's just like the vaccine, okay? Mm-hmm. They're telling everybody that FDA it's it's approving the vaccine and all that. It was all a hoax. They did not approve the vaccine that they were shot. Wait, they, they didn't approve the, the vaccine that they were giving everybody as experimental. The vaccine that they approved was coming in 2023, and they lied to the world. So that's what mm-hmm. they're doing right now, and a lot of people are panicking in Israel right now that they cannot share the gospel of Jesus Christ because they're not in full informed that the law hasn't passed, but it's about to pass. 
so the Orthodox is pushing it uh, through Benjamin Netanyahu. So it's coming. But, but well, let me take a Barry Shaw. We actually have a we have an Israeli contact. Barry Shaw is is in Israel. I I can message him okay. and find out and see what's yes, going. I, I don't I don't I don't uh, I'm not, I'm I'm skeptical that uh, you know even I mean people pass people propose laws all the time that don't get passed constantly. I'll you know, ask uh, my uh-huh. friend in Tel Aviv that she lives there. I'll send her sure. a message uh, to Messenger and ask her uh, what's the real scoop over there and let you yeah. know next time. Okay, but what's interesting, uh, the the whole idea of the the the, the trans uh, group or or army, yeah, you know, versus versus Christians. So what is it about um, Christians that the trans folks are trying to to affect or change? You know, short of killing Christian children, like uh, like that uh, maniac did in, in in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, why I'm just and we'll have a trans folks person on again. I'm kind of curious. I'm going to, I'm going to ask them the same question is that uh, can't you, you know, live your life the way you want to live it? Uh, why? What, what has Christianity to do with being trans? I mean, I don't I don't see first of all, I don't see trans as a real thing. It's just people who have altered themselves and that's their choice. You know, people get cosmetic surgery. I don't care yeah. you know, if people want to to yeah. take organs off their body. You know, if you're fully informed, you got consent, you're an adult, you can do that. You know, if you're married to a person like that, mm-hmm. you might want to think about leaving, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, especially if you're a parent, it might screw up the rest of your family. But that's 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 what happens when people make choices like that. But the thing is, but the well, idea of making this a civil right or I mean, how would Christian Christianity doesn't have to deal with this other than the fact that people are being killed. But uh, how, what is how did what does Christianity say in terms of uh, in terms of your own body and, and changing it or or does just Christianity get into the genetics of this? I mean, there are men and women. That's the way the world is. That's the way God created it. That's okay. it. So, so how does Christianity, what, 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 do, what do the trans folks hope to do with Christianity? Are they trying to abolish it, change it, get rid of it, change the doctrines? Of course. They've been trying for years to abolish Jesus. And, you know, okay. my pastor just asked Dr. Lyle, that he sits a liar mm-hmm. from Sacred Heart. He said, right. Dr. Lyle, you have delivered a thousand something babies mm-hmm. in Sacred Heart. He said, let me ask you. Did a did a man deliver a baby in your hands over there? He said, "Nope." <laughs> of course not. <laughs> she, of course not. Men don't have baby and they they don't have milk in their breast. They're full of baloney, you know. They're lying. And a lot of our children, some of the mm-hmm. kids, is oh, mom. But I saw it on on Facebook that this man had a baby and they showed the belly <laughs> and all that. No, it was a woman. It was yeah. a woman, not a man, you yeah. know, and, and well, she yeah. took one more pills and she had a beer, you know. So You know, the circus. No, Remember Barnum and Bailey? Not deliver babies. Remember Barnum yeah. and Bailey Circus? They took all the, the, the extreme people from around the world, the world's smallest man, Tom Thumb, and uh, the bearded lady, yep. and, uh, you know, and there's this, like, snake guy that uh, cut his tongue and, you know, has uh, his mm-hmm. eye contact lenses. He looks like a snake. He's still a dude. <laughs> You know, yeah. all these people are still, they they are as God created them. However, yeah. Um, but I don't, but but I mean, Christianity is stronger than that. So I don't know why the Christian community would, uh, you know, I don't know what's happening within the within the community. Now I'll talk to Wendy about this tomorrow. It might be interesting to find out. Um, but as, as uh, what what the biblical uh, folks what's, or what the Bible or Scripture says about this. But I think it's more that the trans folks are more upset with Christianity that they can't change it, <laughs> you know, or, or can't be recognized. Uh, as a civil rights group, because they aren't, 
You know, just because you've changed your body, that'd be like saying Botox. You know, are the Botox people going to be a civil rights group next? Oh, they look nasty people with Botox. <laughs> but, but what's the difference? There was a what's young it? girl right, so, that came so many... my store. Oh, my gosh. She's a young, young girl, and she had lips like a flower. I was like, what the heck is wrong with her? That's not Botox. She's so that's, young. That's, Why are you doing fat. that to your body? Yeah, Botox is a is a neurotoxin that uh, takes wrinkles out of your forehead. Yeah. That's that's Botox. But the, the lip, uh, the, the fat implants, the flappy lip syndrome, you know, that's weird. Yeah. So people have always changed themselves. Tattoos. That'd be like making yeah. tattooing a civil right. Well, it's not. Yeah. You can get tattoos. You may not be able to work at some jobs, you know, if, if they don't uh, want that, but that's their, that's their decision too. They don't have to employ people understand. with tattoos. Uh-huh. I don't understand why women, and even some men are getting the booty done, uh, they're unhappy with what God gave them, you know. They want to uh-huh. go and change everything. Now a lot of the black chicks that I talk to, they're saving money to put on a layaway plan to go get their butts done in my Miami. And get a their lot butts of done. Illegals, <laughs> how does how does one get oh, their yeah. butt done? What, what, what do they want? They get all the they get all the fat around their belly, their 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 their, their, their hips, and uh, all this area in their stomach, uh, and, and they're they, injecting they, it in their butt. But they're having problems. Their butts are falling because uh, they didn't put a special lining to hold all the grease. And, uh, and oh my God. one of the massage places that I deal with, he said they're constantly going at the massage to push it back, you know, because it's so heavy and it's hanging. There's a girl that dances Zumba with us, and uh, it's like, uh, this is unreal. She looks so pretty before now. It's like, what is that? It's, it doesn't look pretty at all. And she does her song, and she goes all the way to the floor shaking it. And I'm like, that's not pretty at all. Even my guy that dances with that, he goes, oh, my God. He goes, that is nasty. <laughs> it's just not normal. Not normal Of all the all. things I thought we would talk about, Josie, falling butt syndrome was not one of them, just to let you know. This well, is fascinating. It's reality. But, no, but think about that. So okay, need, so, so people have changed. So I need, wait, so, wait. So I need, okay, go ahead. I, I told myself, Rip, that I need mm-hmm. a booty pants in my store. They need to design a booty pants because really? I'm having a hard time selling scrubs to people with a big buns. You know, they don't fit. And I don't know. They're, they're, some of them are wearing expanded stuff because you cannot get a size 3XL on your hip and a size 12 in the waist. It's impossible. People are having a hard time now. They didn't think about it before they put their money on a layaway. You know, so now you know, they're having this, a hard time. Uh, there's a reason we're designed the way we are, you know. <clears throat> like I say, I've got, um, you know, misaligned feet, so I was never going to be an athlete. But uh, I, I do just fine, you know. I mean, nobody's yeah. perfect, you know. I mean, we all have something. No, we're not. But, uh, but the thing is, why would you change it? You know, it's just I don't, I don't get this idea. But people have changed it's themselves, the you know, since people. It's the you know, Beyonce, Beyonce mm-hmm. and all those people have their butts done, so now everybody wants to follow the trend, and everybody wants to be like them, and it's just a lot of young people follow Hollywood, you know, yeah. and uh, Hollywood is the most corrupt, yeah, they're so corrupt, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to get back to, well, yeah, but, but I mean, people have always changed themselves, they've, they've done tattoos, they've done cosmetic surgery, mm-hmm. but now it's different. There's a difference between tattoos yeah. and cosmetic surgery, and attempts at, at uh, um, sex altering. You know, of trying. First yeah. of all, it's impossible to do. So, so, but I don't understand the, the what the what the Christianity angle is. What are folks 
what is the altered community? That's probably what I should call them. What are folks who have had, you know, surgery and drugs to, to live as another person, uh, live as another gender? Uh, how does that, why is it, why is Christianity a problem for them? What's the, you know, what's the I connection? Okay. All I right. think it's, a, I think it's our government using these puppets, these poor people, because there's, there's a lot of uh, gays, lesbians that I personally know, and they don't think like that. This is our government doing this to attack Christianity, and the mm-hmm. Illuminatis are part of this. Big, this is a big plan. Uh, but I, I don't see why. I mean, why don't they go attack a, a Muslim religion? or a Jehovah's Witness religion, or something else. Yeah, they still throw gay people off the rooftops in, in uh, Muslim countries. Exactly. Yeah, you know? they, should, they so... should be complaining about the Muslim religion because they mm-hmm. behead people if you're a gay uh, or lesbian in those countries. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's more more official that they should be attacking those, those that religion, you know, because they hate them. And you know what? Behind the scenes, they do a lot of trafficking of young men and they bring them to the Middle East because there's a lot of gays, like big head honchos in some of those castles and they come privately and, and have relationship with a lot of uh, human trafficking children that they have taken over there. Yeah, there's a you lot know, of it, our it, children in the Middle East. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the more and people behind get removed. Door. Yeah, the, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday with Dorothy, but the, I want to explore it more. The, the more people are removed from the natural world, the more unnaturally they behave. You know, there's a reason the Catholic yeah. priests are the ones who are molesting young boys and not uh, priests yeah. that, that marry, you know, or pastors or, or, mm-hmm. or ministers that get married, because marrying is a natural thing. You know, living with men and women is natural. You know, isolating men or isolating women is not natural. You know, that's when you start having problems. Um, or, or separating yourself, you know, as a, as a person who has, you know, had surgery and drugs to try and live as, as the yeah. opposite sex. That separates you, but that does not make it a civil right. Yeah, and this is, this no. is where I have the, the, the big, big disagreement. I don't understand mm-hmm. what the argument with Christianity is. If someone wants to, uh, you know, in other words, it, it's like cosmetic surgery gone crazy. So not only do they want yeah. to change their looks, they want to try and they want to live as another gender, another sex. So that's where but want if people want to do that. You. But they, but they want us to, to go along with it and say that it's, you know, it's a human right. No, it's not. You know, the only thing that's a right is, to, is, to, is your consent over your own body. That you have control over. But what you don't and have control things, over right? is what other people think and believe. And that's where I have, this is where yeah, it gets crazy. Other, yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. The other thing, Greg, is a lot of these trannies, they want us taxpayers to pay for their surgery. That's none of my yeah. business for me to pay out of pocket for you to go do the changes. That's your mentality mm-hmm. ill problem that you have. That's not my problem. Well, you it's go called elective allow surgery. your boyfriend or your family members to pay for your, to your yep. surgeries. Why mm-hmm. should I pay for your surgery that I disagree with? And a lot of these people, after they have their surgery, they regret it for life. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, Pastor John MacArthur in California, he had uh, a few uh, – People they have transformed themselves and they regret it. Let me tell you, and they have there's nothing they can do to change their body, but they change their mind and they surrender to Jesus. He has a bunch of videos on that, which is awesome. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's very sad because a lot of these people uh, they change their mind and and they're like, what the heck did I do? I was young. There was a young man on one of the videos. He was like 17 at the time, and now he hates himself because he was a young man. He didn't know what he was doing. 
his mind is not all developed and uh and to get his surgery. And you know, back in those days people helped each other. Now they want for you to pay for it. Or else you're a terrorist yep. and you're yeah. a hater if you don't pay for them. Yeah. Anyway, so, and and again, this is not a civil right. This is elective <laughs> surgery. What did you say? I'm sorry. I said I talked too much today. <laughs> no, you're doing fine. Work. I don't mind. No, it's no problem at all. No, it's, it's, listen, you, you got you to get this stuff out there. Um, but that's the thing, though. This is not something that anybody else should have to pay for. This is elective surgery. Why don't we start calling it that? Trans-elective surgery. <laughs> you know, or, or altering surgery or something like that. But this is all elective. People are making their own choices. It shouldn't be covered by health insurance any more than any other elective surgery is. You know, if you're doing it because you want to, that's fine, but you have to pay for it. But I don't understand yeah. this, this, this kind of movement to see. Here's, the weird, here's where it gets weird. Uh, and this is where there's definitely a, a, a mental illness component is the need of these folks to not just do it by themselves, but to make everybody else believe that it's okay and approve of it. And that's never going to happen. I'm not going to prove it, but I'm not going to stop it. You know, somebody, unless it's with the kids, like I say, uh, it's not going to be civil right. You know, I'll fight that. Um, but if people want to electively, surgically alter themselves, that's fine. But you know, here's what, what I don't understand. You know, back, what, 10, 20 years ago, we used to have transvestites. Not transsexuals, but yeah. transvestites. In other words, people that yeah. dressed as the opposite sex. But nothing yeah. permanent was done to their body. They weren't taking chemicals. They weren't taking hormones. And they weren't, uh, mm-hmm. you know, losing their body parts. They were not pushing it in my face. Yeah. And they weren't, yeah, exactly. Listen, mm-hmm. I used to live, when I was in San Francisco, we used to have a Halloween celebration. And the drag queens came out. And I'm here to tell you, I saw unbelievable drag queens. I mean, this was a spectacle that was, but it was fun. Nobody cared. Yeah. You know, you know, it was, in fact, we used to, the whole city would go there. Now, unfortunately, some people came from out of town and were very violent and assaulted. And uh, I don't know if anybody was killed. I don't think so. But there were some serious uh, injuries and, and uh, assaults uh, on gay folks in San Francisco at Halloween. And it's like, stay the hell out of here if you're going to, you know, I mean, uh, but Halloween, when it was still good, it was magical. It was crazy. You knew yeah. what you were in for. You knew you were going to the gay center of San Francisco. You knew you were going to see drag queens. And some of them were amazing. <laughs> it was really pretty wild. It's like, wow, you really went to a lot of trouble to do that. You know, hey, good for you. Okay, fine. But nobody hey, cares. Hey, Greg, I got an, I got uh-huh. an idea. Uh, and What's I know that? I have to get out in a couple minutes here. Well, um, I was thinking uh, maybe we should get a bill together uh, to protect a lot of the doctors. Because, you know, it's coming. A lot of the doctors are probably going to be sued when they reject, uh, you know, saying that you're a woman, you're not a man delivering a baby. And they're probably going to sue a lot of the doctors. Uh, It's coming. Something like that. I was trying to think the other day. Yeah, no, we Uh, we, let's explore that. We should talk to a doctor. You know who would be the one to talk to is Dr. Deborah Viglione. Or actually Jim Thorpe, uh, Dr. Jim Thorpe, who's right here in our area. Yeah, better. Jim Thorpe would be the one because he's the baby doc, and so I just saw him the other yeah. Friday at the at the rally. He was right there, uh, you know, up there uh, yeah, speaking yeah, as me well. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't uh, awesome. get Larry's, did you get Larry's video of the whole thing? Yeah, Larry Dan, Larry Downs Jr. is our local uh, uh, video. Pro- he's a plumber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like a third generation plumber, but he's also a, 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 a citizen activist, and he actually videoed the whole conference, which I've shared mm-hmm. uh, the whole rally. Yeah. But here's the problem, though. You know, the, you know, the saddest part of the whole thing is that not a single uh-huh. person has come forward, not a single person from that rally or anywhere has come forward to say that they sent our vaccine product liability bill to Matt Gates. Matt Gates' office, who I visited Friday, has not told me of a single uh-huh. person that contacted them about that bill. How are we supposed hmm. to fix this? 
how are we supposed to fix this if not a single person? I'm right there at the rally. Their phones were out. What, did they just not hit send? Mm-hmm. Where, where's the disconnect? What, what did we do wrong? And we were right there at the rally. I, I gave them the, the, the link to the bill. I gave them Matt Gates' contact mm-hmm. information. All they had to do was yep. paste the bill, which I know they were doing, yes. but they didn't get sent in. How come? I think a lot of people were having trouble with the Internet because I talked to a few ladies, and then I gave them the information that you gave me. I sent it to them. Did they ever get back to you yeah. and say, yes, we sent it in? No, no, not yet. Okay, so I've got I've got the deputy district. I'm not going to give her name over the air, but unless she wants to come on the show, yeah. But I've got I've got all the you know, I can give it to you off the air. But I've got all the contact information for Mackey's office. You can just look up Mackey's district office. Anybody can find it online. Yeah. Um, they, they give you a phone number and email and stuff like that. But um, mm-hmm. but as far as it goes, that um, you know, I I want to find out. I want to find out if anybody called in because that'll tell us. You know, if nobody's interested in doing this, then then our job's going to be a whole lot harder. If nobody, yeah. If, if the advocates, the people that are all for this bill, aren't sending it in, how can we get the people but that don't see, know about it? That's the uh-huh. problem with a lot of Americans. They say, oh, but I'm only one person. What am I going to make a difference? You know what I mean? It's like, you know the answer to that? The, the, you tell them that you're only one person. One no, person you tell them, makes a difference. Yeah, but yeah. you tell them that you're only one person too. You know, yeah. and and a lot of one person's getting together make a difference. I'm only one person, yeah. but I'm nothing without everybody else at Action Radio. All right, so all so I'm one person who gathered people to Action Radio, and you're one person, and you've brought people in, and you've helped the show, and you're a reporter, and you're you know you're the longest person who's been with me since the beginning of WBY, and you're still here, which is great. Yeah, and, and look at it took one person to take prayers out of school. You mm-hmm. know, one yeah. person. One person talk about evolution, the whole thing changed. So it takes one person. I keep telling people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just crazy. Everything, everything changes like, because of I one person. Okay. I'll talk to you later. I have to get, you, I have to get ready oh, for plug. work. Give God bless you. Come and visit me. Ruth Uniform Shops and Olive Road. Hola. God bless you guys. Go. See you next week. Talk to you next Sounds week. Good. Ciao. Thanks, Jesse. All right. Bye now. Bye. All right. It is 9.02. We're going to take a little break here, and i got a bunch of stuff on the whole Tucker Carlson thing uh, and the, the, the men who have been – the conservative men who have been removed by Fox News. So I'll pick that up in just a little bit. Anybody wants to call in, 215-383-3832. The live chat is open. Uh, hopefully Marco's going to come back. He's, I haven't heard from him since we were talking about breweries uh, earlier with Brianna. Uh, and the Skype line should be working today again. I'm going to see if I can get that, uh, uh, that fixed as well. So just stuff's going on. We're, we're going to be busy here. Play a couple things. Be back in a little bit. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Panklos Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. 
Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stores Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stores Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Great Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is greatcare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at greatcare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Great Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed.
back now. That's my, my earth-shattering news theme. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, lines are open, 215-383-3832. Live chat is open anywhere in the world. Uh, Skype line, not yet. <laughs> Probably tomorrow. Um, but uh, there's a lot going on. There's a ton going on. So now I've had uh, a chance to talk to two of my favorite folks, uh, Josie and Brianna. Uh, and now we're open. Uh, but there's, there's something going on. There's always something going on. Uh, and it's, it's, quite, uh, it's quite fascinating what's happening. Of course, the biggest one is Tucker Carlson. Um, the fact that uh, he is now out of Fox News, and it just seems like an amazing coincidence. This happens right after uh, Fox News surrendered to uh, Dominion, and that whole debacle. I've got an article on, on uh, how they screwed up, um, because Fox is right. You know, Tucker Carlson's right. The election obviously was stolen. There's no way Brandon could beat uh, Trump in a fair election. Everybody knows that, especially the Democrats. That's why they stole the election. That's why they just had an announcement um, that uh, they're not going to be any uh, debates. Uh, in the, the, the Democrat uh, political uh, campaign. No debates. Uh, well, they'll have presidential debates, maybe. Um, they'll probably find an excuse not to do that. But there won't, be any, um, you know, there won't be any debates within the party. I mean, they're basically saying, you know, Brandon's the, the Democrat nominee. That's all you get. That's no choice. So where's Robert Francis Kennedy going to go? <laughs> that's going to be really interesting because he's the, the, the best uh, choice for the Democrats by far. In fact, I, I've, I've said this before that I'm not really – uh, that worried if, if Robert Francis Kennedy, you know, wins presidency or, or Donald Trump. I'd rather have Donald Trump because I think his policies are going to be better, especially economic and foreign policy. But neither one of them likes foreign wars. Uh, neither one of them likes a bad economy. Neither one of them uh, likes all the stupid neocon adventurous uh, or, or the ridiculous spending. Neither one of them would be spending trillions of dollars and, you know, causing inflation to go through the roof. So quite honestly, on many of the areas, they're going to agree. Uh, it might be some different things, probably some more social programs and things from uh, um, from Robert Francis Kennedy. But, you know, compared to the illegal government that's there now, you know, I'd rather have a legal government I occasionally disagree with than an illegal government that's screwing everything up. So let's see what, see what uh, Marco says in Netherlands. CNN, oh, no. <laughs> Fox and Tucker Carlson are going to get all the attention. Uh, fire Don Lemon. They actually did fire Don Lemon. Uh, CNN did fire Don Lemon yesterday. Now, why that's funny is because I wrote a post before I knew that Don Lemon was fired. And I said, uh, oh, Tucker Carlson is out. You know, he, he's being replaced by Don Lemon. And then he wrote, oh, it's a joke. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the funny part was, I didn't know Don Lemon had been fired. And so, so Don Lemon is, uh, as uh, Tucker calls him. Uh, but, that w- but don't be surprised. Okay, now, the things that I usually say are jokes that couldn't possibly happen, many times end up happening. So don't be surprised if Don Lemon takes uh, Tucker Carlson, well, he won't take Tucker Carlson's place, but don't be surprised if Don Lemon ends up on uh, Fox News. I mean, that would be hysterical, all right? Hey, you know, he's a, he's a gay black guy. You got to employ him. You know, he's, a, he's got civil rights on his side, right? Anyway, um, so that's another thing. But, but let's, uh, I got some articles here I want to kind of go through. Let's see where I'm going to start here. I, I already did my climate change thing like that. Let's just start at the beginning. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Tucker Carlson ousted at Fox News following network's $787 million settlement. Settlement, yeah, and that's the problem. They settled. They settled with the company that stole the election, uh, not, uh, you know, the, not taking the, 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 the obvious course, which is to say that uh, uh, Dominion did steal the election. You know, that, and that should, the defense is the truth. And then they should say, well, we, well, we can prove it. <laughs> so Fox had the opportunity to make history, to do the right thing, to bring in all kinds of evidence uh, that says, yeah, we said that you stole the election because you stole the election. Here's the proof. But they didn't do that because they're cowards or they're being blackmailed or the deep state got to them 
and said, if you do that, we'll, uh, we'll talk about all your, you know, uh, your affairs with farm animals or something. I, mean, I don't know. Or they said, well, would you, maybe we'll just make it up. Maybe we'll just say you have affairs with, maybe you have sex with farm animals and we'll tell everybody that. And, and uh, you know, you'll never work in this town again. I mean, who knows what the deep state does? I don't know what the deep state does. Deep state does what they do. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Let me copy that. Uh, so my, my, my friend uh, over in the Netherlands uh, gave me a website for Eva. Uh, what's her name? Van, I have Van Dingler Brook. I think that's how you pronounce it or spell it. Anyway, Eva is, as far as I'm concerned, the most beautiful woman in the world today and also is a brilliant reporter. She's a lawyer, legal philosopher, and a bunch of other things. So needless to say, I want to find, I got to follow her uh, stuff. In fact, I'd love to get her on the show. Um, so uh, Marco, if you have any insights or, or things like that, uh, other than this website he just gave me, so I'll put that on my, uh, on my, uh, my show notes here uh, for later. If you haven't seen her, she's, she's great. She's courageous. She's brilliant. And uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, let's see if I can, if I can meet an Eva one day, I'd be really happy. All right, back to Fox News. So I'm using NPR as a source uh, because, A, it's interesting um, that uh, I have a leftist source, you know, National Socialist News. Uh, Vladingerbrook. Vladingerbrook. There we go. I'll work, Mark, I'll work on my pronunciation. Tell me when I get it right. <laughs> this is why it's helpful to have a European connection. All right. So has anybody noticed the trend at uh, Fox News that any male conservative um, who goes against you know, the, the, the leftist orthodoxy seems to find themselves with a sex scandal and seems to be out. Oh, wait a minute. Let's go through the list, shall we? Lou Dobbs, Eric Bowling, Bill O'Reilly. Who else has left Fox of late? I don't see any women being kicked out of Fox. I mean, I think Megyn Kelly left on her own, and she, I think, had a real assault case against Roger Ailes. That's the one that seems genuine to me. Okay? Roger Ailes, who was the, uh, the former, uh, uh, I guess, uh, president of the company. Uh, Roger Ailes was Ronald Reagan's communications director and uh, media guy. And there's enough accusations against him. Yeah, it sounds pretty plausible. Sounds like, and I think he's passed on now, but it sounds like he did what he did. Obviously, you talk to Megyn Kelly, you know, um, the, she, she, you know she's uh, documentation, the whole bit. She left Fox News, head up her own uh, independent uh, news thing, which Tucker may do too. I don't, I don't know. I wish Tucker would go to One American News. They could use uh, Tucker Carlson, and I think Tucker Carlson would be free to say whatever he wants to, but uh, he'd be part of a team there. And there's something about being part of a team. As much as I like being on my own here at Action Radio, at uh, Blog Talk Radio, I really love being part of a station, even if there were hosts that I disagreed with, which there were. Um, but it didn't matter because I was part of something, and I like being part of something. You know, but I always seem to be forced uh, to be independent all the time, and so, uh, you know, who knows? Anyway, back to Tucker. So National Socialist Radio, in their NPR website, reports Tucker Carlson ousted at Fox News following network's $787 million settlement. In other words, blackmail that they paid to uh, Dominion voting machines um, when Dominion said, you said we, uh, you know, you, you lied. You said the election was stolen. Well, no, they actually told the truth. But they're paying the people to stole the election uh, rather than say that they stole the election. That is fascinating. I've never seen that in, in journalism before. A journalist um, media company is actually paying the people who committed a crime um, so that they don't have to say that they committed the crime. <laughs> that, to me, is staggering and scary, too, in many ways. Oh, Fox News just says legendary singer died. Let's see if I can pop that uh, um, my thing here. Harry Belafonte died. Oh, I'm so sad. I actually met Harry Belafonte. You want to hear a weird story? Harry Belafonte, my, my uncle uh, up in Toronto, uh, used to have a, a recording studio. He died very young of alcoholism. 
Um, and uh, but uh, he had a recording studio. And one day when I was like six years old, I went there. Uh, and Harry Belafonte was doing some recording. This is back in the 60s. It was a long time ago. So he, he looked at me, pinched my cheek and said, oh, nice young boy. And it's like, wow, thanks, Harry. <laughs> you know, I call Mr. Belafonte because I'm like six years old. But I actually met Harry Belafonte. He died. Yeah. What a great life. You know, we'll find out more about that. Josie texts me too. Josie says, Glenn Beck left Fox. Oh, yes, he did. Beck definitely left Fox. Okay. But I don't think it was a sex scandal. I think it was a contract thing where they wouldn't let him tell the truth. See, this is the thing. So, so what I'm saying is that at Fox News, you know, they're not leave, they, they, they use the sex scandal as an excuse. But the real reason is because they're telling the truth. Eric Bowling, uh, Bill O'Reilly. I'm not as big a Bill O'Reilly fan. I found it very arrogant, uh, very self-righteous, and especially when he talked about the election not being stolen, I found him completely uh, uh, incompetent to not see the truth, which is plainly there in front of him. So I lost a lot of respect for Bill O'Reilly, but I wouldn't fire him <laughs> because I disagree with him. Anyway, back to National Public Radio. <laughs> All the news that fits the leftist socialist agenda. This article is written by... Uh, it's heard on All Things Considered. It's actually a, a listenable thing. David Falkenflick. <laughs> I wouldn't mention that name in public, dude. Yeah, so David Falkenflick. <laughs> Sorry, all my listeners in Europe. It says, in an austere four-sentence statement, Fox News announced Monday that primetime star Tucker Carlson is leaving the network, effective immediately. And here's the, four, here's the, here's the statement. Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. The network said in a statement released by a spokesperson, we thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. Well, isn't that special? That's so congenial. Yeah, there we go. Fox and Carlson, uh, Fox said Carlson's last day hosting a show was Friday, April 21st. I have posted that on my Facebook page so you can get it, but it's available, I think, on both YouTube and Rumble. Then it says, yet on Monday morning, Fox, after release a statement, statement was still promoting it as, okay, oh, uh, this is Fox is still promoting a, a thing with candidate uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's an interesting dude. What, what if you think, you, you know, is he, is he running just to, to get some attention or what? I'd be curious. All right. This is the ouster of Fox's top opinion host. So look at this, see, listen to that. Here's, here's by, this is propaganda, right? The ouster of Fox's top opinion host. See, national public radio is not opinion. That's news. Right there. You know, if it's socialist news, it's news. If it's conservative or independent or it causes you to think, you know, that that news is opinion. So when when Tucker presented the videos from Kevin McCarthy or Kevin McDeepstate, as we call him here, you know, presented the videos uh, of the January 6th Capitol Hill Invitational Walk-In. That's what I call it, the Capitol Hill Invitational Walk-In, because Ray Epps and the, uh, the operatives, the mercenaries, the uh, informants, the uh, uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa folks that were recruited by the FBI to bring people in to stop the count of the battleground states, Trump electors, that's what it was all about. Um, you know, those videos, that's not news. <clears throat> that's propaganda, whereas, whereas they actually are news. So what's, what's, what I'm saying is that the folks at National Socialist Radio, you know, pulling the party line, you know, shilling for the government, you know, it's like our version of, of TAS or Pravda, right? Or any of the socialist news, like the BBC, same thing. Any, any socialist government news organization, that's what this is. You know, so they call, call Fox, you know, call Tucker their opinion host. It's kind of interesting. Comes less than a week after Fox settled an epic defamation lawsuit by an election technology company for more than $7.87 
Well, why don't they just say Dominion? Well, they do say Dominion Voting Systems sued over segments promoting bogus claims that election fraud cheated then-President Donald Trump of its victory in 2020. Well, what makes them bogus? See, they don't prove it. They don't say anything. It's just assumed that, uh, well, that's the big lie, that Trump uh, says that the election was stolen. But not one of these people have bothered to investigate a single aspect of it. So they can't say that. They're literally making it up, showing the party line. Okay? So I think it's interesting. I think um, that uh, Tucker Carlson said, look, you idiots, I want to report on this, that you screwed up. And Fox said, no, you can't do that. We have to maintain the lie that uh, – uh, the election wasn't stolen, even though we know what it is, all right, because that would go against uh, them with whatever arrangements they have with, uh, with the coup. Anyway, then it says Carlson featured in Dominion Voting Systems lawsuit, yet he is also the focus of a lawsuit from his former senior booking producer, Abby Goldsberg, uh, Grossberg, excuse me, who filed two separate suits. So this is the part I don't know about. Uh, so, the, so the Abby Grossberg thing, it, it says in a lawsuit filed in the Southern District of New York, Grossberg accused Carlson and Fox of sexism and harassment. Um, how do you accuse somebody of sexism? And, it, and is that grounds for firing? Now, harassment is. Yeah, if you're going after somebody, that is. This is alleging that his show's workplace was replete with examples of misogyny. Her lawsuit claims, among other things, that mocked up photographic images depicted then U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi in a bathing suit revealing her cleavage. I don't know if you can base a lawsuit on that, but that's, that's kind of interesting. Anyway, my point is that we've got to find out more about this lawsuit. Uh, and, and what's going on. So is it going to be public? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. My contention is it just seems very suspicious to me that there are so many uh, sex harassment allegations against conservative men. Now, conservative men generally aren't what I call, you know, uh, predisposed to be uh, um, misogynistic against women. Liberals are. <laughs> you know, you look at uh, the whole trans thing of putting men in women's sports. That's anti-woman. You know, uh, the violations of Title IX, anti-woman. The removing of not being able to define what a woman is is anti-woman. So if you want to look for, for people that are anti-woman, look on the left. That's where you find it. You know, erasing all the, the sex differences between men and women. Conservative men recognize that, you know, women are gorgeous and wonderful and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, and are there conservative men who are sexist and harassing? Sure, because they're all men who can say doing that. Are there women, especially women bosses, harassing their male employees? Of course there are. But this is where it gets interesting, <laughs> you know, but, the, but, but all of a sudden when you see a pattern, when you see a pattern of all the same, you know, conservative men all in one company, you know, moving, we'll see what happens. Anyway, says Carlson was by far the network's most prominent personality, stepping smoothly to replace former star Bill O'Reilly after a series of, once again, sexual harassment allegations forced his departure. Or were they ever proven? I don't think so. I don't think anybody has ever with Bill O'Reilly. Uh, you hear about the allegations, but you don't hear about the proof. This is why I don't believe them, okay? So Abby Grosser is making allegations against Tucker Carlson. Okay, her right. Let's see what happens. Let's see if they're proven to be true. Don't know. doesn't matter because Tucker Carlson was, was fired anyway. Uh, and so is the accusation enough to get you fired? You know, what if somebody, so what if some leftist went to Blog Talk Radio and accused me of racism? Well, good luck with that. I think, you know, I'm sure it's been done already. Um, they know me and, then, you know, we get along fine. But if someone did that, you know, and they say, oh, sorry, you can't be on Block Talk Radio anymore. You're a racist. Okay, well, prove it. Go to any of my shows. Go to any of my shows where we talk about race and see if you can see that I'm, I, I am so biased and violent in my views that, uh, you know, that I represent a, a danger to, to Block Talk. You're not going to find it. Okay. Do we talk about race and racism? Absolutely. But there's a difference between talking about it and being one. All right, anyway, it says, despite his shocking departure, Carlson has endured more controversies than most cable news stars could hope to survive professionally. What, like Don Lemon? <laughs> 
So this is in July 2020. His top writer was forced out after it was discovered he had posted racist, sexist, and homophobic commentaries. Well, they think the, the left thinks everything Tucker Carlson says is racist, sexist, and homophobic. So what does that mean? That, that, that's nothing. Uh, uh, oh, here we go. So, so this here's more here's more uh, propaganda. Last month, the Daily Dot. I don't know who they are found that one of Carlson's staffers had the habit of liking posts by V. Dare. Who's V. Dare? A site for white nationalists. Let's take a look at it. Let's see what it is. <laughs> okay. So if we're going to accuse Tucker Carlson of going to this white nationalist website, let's see what it is. Now I'm curious. All right. V. V. D. A. R. E. V. Dare. V. Dare.com. Feature, John Derby shared the purpose of communist propaganda is to humiliate why the Biden regime lies about the border. Well, I don't see white nationalism. What else we got here? New York Times, New York Post, a reputable newspaper. They have the headline, Biden lied. Well, he did. We know Biden blew up the, the, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Okay. Seymour Hirsch laid it all approved. Another article, Republicans focus on illegal alien child workers missing the real issue. Biden, Biden's open borders. But I don't see any white nationalism there. What else are they uh, accusing? This is actually an interesting site. I'm going to keep looking at this. Hey, thanks, National Public Radio. You just you just pointed me towards V. Dare. Uh, here's another one. The uh, the new dark age advances trans narcissists. There's a term I haven't heard before. Try to cancel Professor J. Michael Bailey's findings on rapid onset gender dysphoria. Well, that's not white nationalism. In fact, I don't see anything here that would be. Uh, in fact, I don't even know what white nationalism is. I mean, I'm white. <laughs> okay, obviously, uh, I'm I'm a nationalist. I believe in this country. So you put the two together. You have a white person who believes in their country. Is that a white nationalist? What is that? What's the problem? Here's another one. John Derbyshire. Ron DeSantis has criticized legal immigration. Why won't he campaign on it? That's a good question. Legal immigration is a problem, too. There's too many people coming to the country legally. Okay. Well, so much for that. We blew that out of the water. Next article. (laughs) This is kind of fun. You know, when you look at these things, if you take the propaganda, you you know, you're never going to get anywhere. But you've, you've got to look at the evidence. You've got to see for yourself. That's why I asked Josie the questions I do. You know, Trump's going to take over the, the, the intelligent military. is going to do this and all that kind of stuff. Okay, well, show me. I can't. Well, then I can't. Uh, if I can't see it and I can't verify it, then I can't, uh, I can't believe it yet. I mean, that's just, I'm just being skeptical. That's, that's what we do in media. <laughs> Next story. A brief history of Fox's sexual harassment scandals from Roger Ailes to Charles Payne. I'll say they went after the black guy, too. <laughs> Okay. Well, he's conservative. It's okay. It, it, like, it's okay to say that Larry Elder, uh, the, the, um, the talk show host from uh, L.A., you know, the, 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 was it the creature of Compton? What does he call himself? The L.A. something or other. I, I, he's got a really cool name for himself. I'm sorry, Larry. I misspoke. But uh, his black guy, they talk about as being a white supremacist. Well, that's hysterical. <laughs> really? Can I be a black supremacist as a white guy? I don't know. Let's find out. Anyway, so this article is a little bit older. July 6, 2017. Gajewski, G-A-J-E-W-S-K-I. Gajewski? Anyway, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. I bought you. Tell me about what you think. This is from a website called The Rap. That's W-R-A-P, W-R-A-P, The Rap. A brief history of Fox's sexual harassment scandals from Roger Ailes to Charles Payne. Let's take a look. Fox business host is latest to face allegations by female employees. Isn't it amazing? Now, now. Do you think that Fox News is purposely hiring conservatives uh, for their, their qualities of sexual harassment towards female employees? That's what it sounds like. How are all these guys getting hired? If, you know, 
usually someone who is a sexual harassing, you know, uh, a you know what, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, butthead, uh, usually has a record of doing so in different companies. The people don't suddenly arrive at you know forty eight years old, you know, and, and start sexually harassing. They they learned that a long time ago. So you would think that somewhere along the way that would come. But not. apparently Fox hires conservative men who sexually harass women to look into that, too. How come we're not looking at it from Fox's angle? Why are these people putting on sexual harassers in the first place? Well, they're probably not. I think they're just getting rid of conservatives. That's what really is going on. So Mr. Jaworski says the sudden ouster of Fox Sports president Jamie Horowitz, they, they dumped the Jewish guy, <laughs> Jamie Horowitz, and the suspension of Fox business host Charles Payne. My insert, the black guy, <laughs> this week are the latest signs of fee shift in the Murdoch-run entertainment giant in its response to allegations of sexual harassment. Well, Democrats use that all the time. Matt Gates, my congressman, had a sexual uh, harassment bogus lawsuit. Roy Moore, man for governor or senator from Alabama, I think he was governor of Alabama, had a bogus sexual harassment lawsuit. Brett Kavanaugh had, uh, what's your name, uh, Ford, President uh, Professor Ford, who could not remember the time, place, date, or even if it was really him. He was him of sexual harassment. Okay? So the left does it. Donald Trump had a bunch of people before the election accuse him of sexual harassment who promptly disappeared after the election. Well, you know, I, we actually have a bill on this. I should, uh, I should dig it out. Um, but to, I wrote a bill that uh, for a sex allegation to be valid against a politician, you have to make it after the election as well as before. We see, but then he can be accused of making a false uh, uh, police report, you know, and, uh, and that's that. That's the response to these is, OK, fine, prove it. You know, you're going to accuse me of this. Then, OK, go for it. You know, I know I didn't do it. And I'm going to make you know that I didn't do it uh, by making you prove it. And if you can't prove it, <laughs> then, then shut the hell up. And here's a here's a, uh, a lawsuit for false allegations. That's what they really need to do. Uh, what else we got here? This is in the last year, Fox has been rocked uh, by damaging reports of misconduct by executives and on-air talent towards female workers. Uh, I'd like to meet some of these female workers. No, actually, we did. Now, like I said, Megyn Kelly, I think, had a really legitimate case against Roger Ailes. Oh, that's what they talk about next. It says, which have led to the removal of Fox News chairman Roger Ailes last summer, the firing of Fox News host Bill O'Reilly this spring, and more than $40 million in payments to former employees to settle harassment claims. Well, that's good business. <laughs> If you're, working, if you're a woman at Fox News, there's money in it. Uh, but so who, you know, where the women? I think another one, uh, Andrea Tantaros. I think she had a real claim too. I think that was also against Roger Ailes, uh, one of the most brilliant women, I, actually people I've ever seen on the news. I wish I could get in contact with her again. I'd love to get her on the show, but she kind of disappeared. So whatever happened to her was pretty traumatic. Then it says the sudden. I'm not saying sexual harassment doesn't happen. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, you know men aren't doing it at Fox News. They may be. What I'm saying is there's there's so many conservative men that have been kicked out of Fox News for the exact same charges of sexual harassment. Something's not right. That's what I'm saying. When you when you look at the evidence, you see all these people all of a sudden from producers to the chairman, all these other folks. What's going on? Is Fox News purging all their conservative men, conservative, well, no, white men. We've got the black guy, too, Charles Payne. Are they purging conservative men at Fox News to make it more liberal? Good question. So who are the conservative women at Fox? Well, the two most prominent ones are Maria Bartiromo and Laura Ingram. Well, how long are they going to be around? Sean Hannity's a liberal. Don't, get, don't, don't, don't kid yourself. So there's the question. So how long are Laura Ingram and Mary, Maria Bartiromo? And do they harass any of their male employees? Just asking the question. You know, I haven't heard any claims yet, but, you know, who knows? Let's see what happens. Um, but as far as that goes, those are conservative women. They're, so those are, they're, they're still there. 
who knows for how long. My guess is they're the next two to go. So once they start firing conservative women, they're going to have to think of something else because the sex harassment thing works better on guys. So they'll have to think of some other reason to uh, get rid of uh, uh, Maria and Laura. We'll see what happens. Then it says, a sudden exit of Horowitz, this is the article, uh, after two years of programming the company's FS1 and FS2 cable sports channels, signals a relatively new zero-tolerance approach to sexual harassment allegations under CEO James Murdoch and executive co-chairman uh, Lachlan Murdoch, the Murdoch boys, son of Rupert Murdoch, right? who took over day-to-day oversight of the company from their father's founding CEO, Rupert Murdoch, Murdoch two years ago. Okay, so I was right there. So, okay, in the last year, uh, the volume of allegations in many cases dismissed has been daunting. So let's go over the list. Uh, and you judge. Real or used conveniently to get rid of somebody? So here we go. This is below is a, li- a timeline of allegations of sexual harassment and discriminatory behavior that have been le- leveled against top Fox News executives and on-air talent. July 6, 2016, Gretchen Carlson files a lawsuit against Roger Ailes. Yeah, I, I believe the ones against Roger Ailes because there's too many, uh, and they-, they sound too genuine. This is former Fox and Friends anchor Gretchen Carlson, who I thought was really good, too, uh, filed a sexual harassment lawsuit against Ailes, who deri- denied her claims. July 9, 2016, so it's three days later. Six other women claim Ailes harassed them. Yeah, I think Ailes, I think he was guilty of it. But again, I don't, I don't know if there's a trial or what. Reformer for Republican National Committee, field advisor Kelly Boyle, don't know who that is, and model Marsha Callahan, don't know her either, were among the six women who accused Ailes of previous harassment. Yeah, he, he reminds me of, um, who's that, uh, that uh, uh, Weissman? Who's the liberal guy? The really slimy one. <laughs> you know, uh, the one I'm talking about. The, the New York guy uh, who harassed all, all kinds of women, um, accused of rape and all kinds of really awful things. That guy. I'll think of his name in a minute. Weinstein. Weinstein? 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 That guy. That's who Roger Ailes reminds me of. All right. Who else we've got here? July 21st, Ailes resigns. January 10th, 2017, Bill O'Reilly. Settlement comes to light. News surfaced that the O'Reilly Factor host had previously settled with Juliet Huddy a Fox News employee who claims he tried to derail her career after she rebuffed his romantic advances. Interesting. I don't know if it was a lawsuit. Here's another one here. Uh, March 8th, 8th, 2017, Fox News settles with Tamara and Holder. Fox News paid former on-air contributor Tamara Holder more than $2.5 million following allegations that Fox News Latino vice president said that, said they're equal opportunities. It's, it's the, the common theme here is conservative men, right? Francisco Cortez tried to coerce her into performing I'm not going to say that. (laughs) You can guess. Uh, Fox News comptroller Judy Slater sacked. Well, that's interesting. Is that a a babe? Fox News had fired longtime comptroller Judy Slater after an internal investigation concluded she had engaged in a pattern of racist comments and behavior. Several of the employees later filed lawsuits against the network over the incidents. So now I was curious why a woman was fired. So they don't say the woman engaged in sexual harassment, but racial harassment or racism. Interesting. April 1st, 2017, claims against O'Reilly settled for $13 million. Uh, another lawsuit against Ailes, Fox News got ties with O'Reilly. Uh, Debbie Schussel claims Sean Hannity invited her to his hotel. The, the happily married Sean Hannity, he's not immune either. But you notice he's still there because he's a liberal. <laughs> so so we, got a, we got a lawsuit here against Sean Hannity. Former news, Fox News guest Debbie Schussel claimed that primetime host Sean Hannity had once invited her back to his hotel room after an event they attended. Invited for what? Sex or, or conversation? First of all, Sean, you're married. Don't invite women back to your hotel room. <laughs> Get over it, dude. It says in that she was never invited to back to Hannity's show after she rebuffed his advances. That's a, that's a common theme. Here's the person I want to um, 
And, you know, I tried finding on, on uh, you know, the, re- the regular Internet channels. April 24th, 2017, Andrea Tantaros files her own lawsuit. Uh, was on the five, files a lawsuit against uh, Ailes, Roger Ailes. So, again, there's so many lawsuits against Roger Ailes. Uh, I tend to think that uh, there's something going on there. Bill Shine resigns. Following Rodinsky and Tantaros lawsuit, Fox News announced that Shine uh, was actually the network. Don't remember him? Bob Beckel. I remember him. He was the Democrat. So they actually got rid of a Democrat guy. Uh, May 19th, 2017, Bob Beckel fired at Fox News. Fox News fired the five host Bob Beckel on Friday after he was accused of making an insensitive remark to an African-American employee. Well, see, that's just gone crazy. An instant, that could be anything. What's, what's insensitive? Fox News Human Resources took less than 48 hours to investigate the incident and recommended dismissal. What, two days? <laughs> what, they, they investigated Bob Beckel for two days? And fired him for an insensitive remark. <laughs> Fox News will fire anybody they don't like for any reason. This is interesting. Uh, state of New York. Oh, the State of New York Division of Human Rights launched an investigation. Uh, this is against Bill O'Reilly. Uh, guest commentator Wendy Walsh against O'Reilly. Da, da, da. All right, here we go. Fox fires him. All right, there we go. Oh, here, let's get to the black guy. <laughs> I keep saying that because it's funny, right? July 6, 2017, Fox, uh, Fox suspends Charles Payne. Charles Payne, the host of Fox Business, Making Money, was suspended. I think he's on uh, Newsmax now. Uh, so is Eric Bowling, by the way. Everybody fired from Fox ends up on Newsmax. Let's see if Tucker Carlson does, too. Uh, so Charles Payne, uh, author of Making Money, was suspended by the network due to an investigation over a three-year relationship with a married political analyst who appeared as a guest on Fox Business and Fox News. The Los Angeles Times reported. Payne denied allegations of sexual harassment and called them an ugly lie. So, so again, was this a proven in court or was this just an allegation? Point being, there's an awful lot of people at Fox News that uh, seem to be disappearing. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, here's the... Uh, let's see what else we got here. Here's the Guardian. I've got I to gotta, I gotta move something around my computer screen here. They've got the big ad blocking most of the article. All right, Guardian. This is the British press. British press gets in on this, too. Uh, this is Fox News hit by new claims of sexual misconduct by Star and Lawsuit. Uh, ex-correspondent Ed Henry. Let's add him to the list. Remember Ed Henry? He's got a show on, I think, Newsmax now in the mornings, or part of like the weekend team. Ex-correspondent Ed Henry accused of rape and sexual assault. And then it says Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity face sexual harassment claim. This was dated. Let me see. More than two years old, it says. Thank you for saying it's more than two years old. So The Guardian. Yeah, Eddie Henry, uh, he disappeared too. So this is two women have come forward with explosive new allegations of sexual misconduct at Fox News, claiming in a lawsuit that former chief national correspondent of the cable channel, Ed Henry, subjected uh, one of them to rape and sexual assault. Well, if that were the case, wouldn't he be in jail? If you're, if you're, if you're guilty of rape, you go to jail for a long time. I don't believe Ed Henry is reporting from jail uh, on, uh, on Newsmax at this time. So is this a bogus claim? And if it's a bogus claim, it should be prosecuted as a bogus claim. If it's a real claim, it should be in jail. This is the federal lawsuit. This is Guardian. This is the, the British press who loves tabloid stuff. The federal lawsuit lodged on Monday in the Southern District of New York. <laughs> that's where they prosecute Trump from, right? Accuses management at Fox News of failing to act over allegations of sexual impropriety against Henry dating back to as early as 2017. So... Let me get this straight. So the Southern District of New York, the district that wants to prosecute Trump for anything, um, that uh, had all kinds of bogus claims um, during the campaign against Trump, uh, they accused Fox management of failing to act 
over allegations of sexual impropriety, that's a crime. So you're going to be arrested for, for, for what you didn't do? <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, granted, there are things like Good Samaritan things where, you know, you really, as a human being, you're duty-bound to do stuff. I don't know if you can be arrested for not doing things to help people. But for not acting, that's a crime. So the channel fired his co-anchor earlier this month. Da, da, da. The suit also contains bombshell allegations raised by a second woman, Kathy Adeyu, A-R-E-U, who says she was sexually harassed by a slew of top personalities on the channel. They include Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson. So let's define sexual harassment. Is sexual harassment, well, you really look attractive today. Is that sexual harassment or sexual harassment? Hey, babes, if you want to keep your job, you know, I'll see you on the couch at five. That's sexual harassment. <laughs> okay. So let's get the difference here real straight. All right. So the left uses this kind of stuff all the time, all the time. And that's why I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? There's a problem here. All right, what else we got here? Uh, I got my own article. I've got, uh, I got more things to talk about. Let's talk about, uh, oh, here we go. Let's talk about Lou Dobbs. I haven't talked about him yet. Then I'll take a break. Um, but this is, this is a pattern. So the pattern of Fox News is they get rid of conservative men with allegations of sexual harassment, and yet it never seems to go to trial. Hmm. How about that? If someone accused me, I'd go to trial. Go ahead. Let's go to trial. Let's take it to trial. Loser pays. <laughs> Loser pays the lawsuit. Uh, for, for uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's take it. Uh, I'll go for a jury. Someone wants to accuse me of something? First of all, I, I work alone here. <laughs> Everybody calls in, right? So who am I going to be harassing? What, harassing phone calls, harassing messages on, uh, on uh, social media? I don't think so. Believe me, if, if there was a problem, you know, my folks would have left a long time ago. You know, everybody here is a volunteer. Uh, so let's talk about Nikki Swift. The real reason Fox just canceled Lou Dobbs tonight. And this is, this is the website, Nikki Swift, N-I-C-K-I-S-W-I-F-T. So no man can accuse me of not crediting my sources. <laughs> this is why I do it, right? Article by Callie McGuire, C-A-L-L-I-E-M-C-G-U-I-R-E, February 5th of 2021. So basically a little over two years ago. Fox Business, I want to get Lou Dobbs on the show too. Fox Business has canceled Lou Dobbs tonight. The New York Times reported the show was canceled the same week a multi-billion dollar lawsuit was filed against the cable network and Dobbs. What did Lou Dobbs do, Mr. Conservative? According to the New York Times, Mr. Dobbs was named in a lawsuit filed this week by the election technology company Smartmatic against Rupert Murdoch's Fox Corporation. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do you see a pattern here? What is Smartmatic? Well, they're a company that makes election machines that steal elections. What is Dominion? Well, Dominion is a company that makes election machines that steal elections. What did Lou Dobbs say? Well, there's a problem with Smartmatic stealing the election. <laughs> is that defamation? No, it's the truth. Or if he's wrong, he can always make a correction. See, here's the thing people don't understand. If, if Lou Dobbs says evidence, preponderance, uh, let me get my Lou Dobbs voice, a preponderance of evidence, or my official voice, a preponderance of evidence suggests that uh, perhaps Smartmatic Corporation should be investigated for vote fraud. I said, you can't say that. You've defamed me. Well, if it's true, it's not defamation. Uh, if it's not true, they can always say, you know what? I was wrong. I, I thought this, or, or I reported uh, on this day that this happened by this company, and it turns out not to be true. Okay, great. So you say that. It's called a correction. You don't lose your job over it. I mean, if the New York Times, you know, were put out of business every time they had to make a correction, they would have been gone 100 years ago. All right. So then it says, and it says according to the New York Times, not what I would call a reliable source, <laughs> but they say Mr. Dobbs was named in a lawsuit filed this week by the election technology company Smartmatic. So you see the parallels? So, so, so obviously Dominion 
looked at Smartmatic two years ago and said, huh, well, it looks like Fox News pays, <laughs> you know, uh, if, if anybody says anything against a company that makes election machines. So, so you think that uh, you don't think this is an, you think it's some kind of accident that uh, Dominion, you know, is suing uh, Fox News for exactly the same thing that Smartmatic sued Fox News for two years ago? <laughs> of course, it's the same thing. So according to uh, Mr. Dobbs' name, against, uh, all right, here we go. And two other anchors, Fox anchors Maria Bartiromo and Jeannie Pirro. I think Jeannie Pirro has already left Fox News. Oh, maybe she's still there on the five. Maria Bartiromo, that's the one I said was going to leave. I don't think Jeannie Pirro is going to leave yet. But Maria Bartiromo and Laura Ingram, uh, they're the next to go, my guess. So wait a minute. So, so Maria Bartiromo is also reporting that there's problems with the election. So how long is she going to be there? They're not going to accuse her of sexual harassment. They're going to accuse her of something else. What, racism, homophobia, transphobia? Who knows? Let's wait and see. What do you guys want to guess? Anyway, the article says, according to Esquire, the Smartmatic lawsuit argues that Dobbs and the other parties engaged in a campaign to mislead the public that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from former President Donald Trump. Isn't that exactly the same line that they used in the article recently with, uh, with Fox News and uh, Dominion? Exactly the same thing. Other parties, says Lou Dobbs, and other parties engaged in a campaign to mislead the public that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from former President Donald Trump. That language sounds really familiar. Let's go back to my first article from Fox News and see if it's exactly the same wording. Betcha, betcha. Okay. Let's see if we can see where it is. Where, where's the uh, map in this article? Uh-huh. Can't find it. It sounds like exactly the same language. Let's see if I can find it in this different article. Maybe it's in the... Uh... I know it's the same language. I know I've seen it before. I just don't remember where I've seen it before. Let's see if I can find that. For... I'll only do this for about a minute. I won't take up your time. Uh, trying to find this here. I'm trying to read and, and talk at the same time, which means I might say anything. <laughs> it's pretty dangerous doing that. So let's see. I think it's... Uh, um, I know it's here. I know it's here somewhere. I'll find it probably tonight. It just strikes me as exactly, exactly the same language. I've read that before. Uh, oh, here we go. I think I found it. Uh, it says here, for more than, all right, Dominion Voting Systems sued over segments promoting bogus claims that the election fraud cheated then-President Donald Trump of victory in 2020. So it's not exactly the same there, but I know I've read that, that language. It's very similar language. Okay, so I can't find exactly the same language. So I'm making corrections. This is what you do in journalism, right? Although I'm not a journalist. Um, but it looks very, very familiar to me. All right. Oh, here we go. So Fox Business canceled. This is back to the article. Um, by uh, in Nikki Swift, uh, recent Fox News canceled Lou Dobbs uh, by Kelly McGuire, February 25th, 2021. Fox Business canceled the highly rated Lou Dobbs. Yeah, he was highly rated. The guy's a genius. But the show and its host have been in trouble with the cable network before. According to, C- to CNN, <laughs> there's a reliable source, right? The far right content on Dobbs, Dobbs show, quote, repeatedly caused consternation within the company. In other words, you cannot be conservative and be on Fox News. The source told CNN, probably a liberal host, uh, that Lou Dobbs created problems with advertisers who did not want to be associated with the show, but who, but who would, uh, uh, but would, oh, but would, 
starting to get right. The source told CNN that I'm getting tired. Can you tell? <laughs> show's almost over. Lou Dobbs created problems with the advertisers who did not want to be associated with the show, but would those older complaints lead to a cancellation now? It's just badly worded. Good question. I don't know. Uh, so Lou Dobbs was kicked out because the advertisers, you know, didn't like what he was saying, but the public did. It was highly rated. Well, it's highly rated. Why don't you just find new advertisers? If a show is highly rated, there's going to be somebody who's going to advertise on it. So why don't you get some decent sponsors, Fox News? Then it says under U.S. defamation laws, so here we go, news organizations can be held liable for defamatory false claims made on their airwaves. A legal expert suggested to the New York Times that the network might have canceled the show because, quote, the cancellation could help Fox in its defense of the lawsuit against Smartmatic, uh, which obviously they probably paid off because I know they paid off against uh, Dominion. Two companies, both making uh, voting machines that steal elections. Okay. Then it says CNN legal analyst Ellie Honig described the lawsuit as a legitimate threat to this cable network. Lou Dobbs tonight was responsible for many false claims against election technology companies, Smartmatic, and many of those claims were outlined in the filing documents of the lawsuit. Well, how do you know they're false claims? What if they're not false claims? So the defense against uh, liable is the truth. Okay. So if you falsely accuse somebody, if I accuse Nancy Pelosi of sleeping with fuzzy blue teddy bears, and I said that was a real thing, she could hold me liable. But she'd have to prove that she just, but the defense would be she'd have to prove that she doesn't, she doesn't sleep with fuzzy blue teddy bears. And that in itself would be hysterical. <laughs> okay? But I'm not going to accuse her of that. Because I don't know. I just think it's funny to think about. So let me ask you the question. Now, if I frame it this way, what, do you think Nancy Pelosi sleeps with fuzzy blue teddy bears? Now it's an opinion. Okay? It's not defamation. You know, it could be, you know, I'm just, I'm just speculating. I'm just making, I'm making, I'm making something up. And I'm saying that I'm making it up. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying I have proof. I don't know if it's true or not. But just the fact that I make the accusation is funny. And this is how news propaganda gets in your head. Because you can't think about anything else but Nancy Pelosi sleeping with fuzzy blue teddy bears. It's stuck in your head. Even though I'm saying it's, it's not true. Or probably not true. I don't know. I just made it up. See, that's how propaganda works. You say something and then disclaim it. All right. So you can't accuse me of libel because I didn't say it was true. I just said it was funny <laughs> to think about. Okay. So that's different. So there's always ways around this stuff. But this is interesting. Under U.S. defamation laws, news, it says right here in the article, right? Under U.S. defamation laws, news organizations can be held liable for defamatory false claims made on their airways. So in other words, if you, if you say something defamatory, in other words, insulting, slanderous, libelous, things like that, really stuff, and it's false, you can be held liable for making false claims. But what if you say defamatory stuff is true? See, that's the difference, okay? So the defense against defamation lawsuits is the truth. So all Fox News had to say is, not, not that they knew it was true that uh, so-and-so, uh, that, uh, that um, the election was stolen from Trump, but they have reason to believe because of the following evidence or facts or stories or things like that. They can say, look, or, or you can do it as commentary. So say, if, so say Tucker Carlson uh, went and said, you know, here's commentary. So commentary, you can say whatever you want. It's commentary. You're not, you're not passing it off as fact. It's your opinion. Well, if, it, if Tucker, Carlson, in Tucker Carlson's opinion that Dominion stole the election, and if Lou Dobbs' opinion that Smartmatic stole the election, this is my opinion. That's, that's not, you can't sue for defamation because it comes under commentary. But if he says, we're going to report definitely that Smartmatic and Dominion stole the election and reporting as fact, they can say that's defamation if that claim is false. Now, the question is, do you have to know it's false? 
I don't know. I think you do. If you make a defamatory claim you, and it's false, I think you, you have to know that it's false. But what if you know it's true? And the reason I say I know it's true is because of the overwhelming evidence of the Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis hearings before several states, the, the uh, Texas lawsuit against other states that should have gone to the Supreme Court, the entire Arizona audit, the fact that all of the battleground states, the counting stopped around 10 o'clock, the Republicans were kicked out, they were blocked out, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, by the next morning, Brandon was winning by just enough to beat Donald Trump in those states. The fact that people have reported uh, truckloads of ballots coming in after the polls closed, the videos of people taking you know, huge um, suitcases from under desks of fraudulent votes and having them counted, the, the videos of people taking the same ballot and sending it through the machines, you know, who knows how many times. That's how we know the election was stolen. All right. Now, the Bill, uh, Bill Barr case, the, the, his standard, his, the Barr, Barr standard, that there has to be enough election fraud to overturn the election. That's not true. In fact, you're never going to be able to prove that because all the fraudulent ballots have been mixed in with the, with the good ballots. That's part of the fraud. All you have to prove is that there's fraud to disqualify Brandon. So that's, what, that's the way you do it. Uh, there's more than enough evidence of fraud to disqualify Brandon. There always has been. You know, 2,000 mules. There's more evidence. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza photographing people stuffing ballot boxes. Okay? So there's so much fraud in the 2020 election that the only legal, lawful, logical thing to do is to disqualify Brandon. That's what the Congress should have done on January 6th. But they didn't because they're part of the coup. So the, the defense against the, the defamatory lawsuits is the truth. And I've just given you overwhelming evidence that there was election fraud in the 2020 election, leading me to conclude it was stolen. Go ahead. You want to, you want to do a lawsuit against me? Good luck. You're not going to get much <laughs> because I'm going to win because I'm going to bring in the evidence. You know, in fact, if anybody sues me for saying the 2020 election was stolen, God help you because I am going to bring in the evidence. I will get the people to bring it in. I can, I can bring a whole bunch of folks to a trial, a whole bunch of folks, you know, who would willingly uh, and I'm talking Sidney Powell, probably. I, I'm sure I can get in touch with Michael Flynn. I know I could get in touch with Rudy Giuliani. I know I'd probably get in touch with Jen Ellis. You know, I, I know uh, Wendy Rogers has been on the show. I know I can get in touch with the Arizona Audit. Okay? Pretty sure I can get in touch with Dinesh D'Souza, too, once the word gets out that this is what I'm doing. I would have a list so long. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates. I'm sure I could bring them in. Tucker Carlson, he might testify on my behalf. Who knows? Just to prove his own, you know, uh, uh, stake in this. Who knows how many people we could attract? Well, I start telling friends of friends of friends. Sure. Go ahead, sue me. Please, please sue me. Please, I'm begging you, Smartmatic and, and uh, Dominion. Please sue me. Go ahead. I'll be your worst nightmare because I will bring the evidence. I will not settle out of court. And you're going to pay for my lawsuit. You're going to pay all my legal charges because I'm going to win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is this fun? See all the stuff I get away with here? It's really incredible. All right. Then it says, uh, let's go back to the article here. This is the one from uh, Nikki Swift, uh, the reason Fox just canceled Lou Dobbs. This is funny. Uh, it says, perhaps one of the most egregious claims in the lawsuit, as related to the New York Times, the liberal source that has no credibility, those are my words, quote, that Hugo Chavez, the deceased president of Venezuela, had a hand in the creation of Smartmatic technology, designing it so that the votes it processed could be changed undetected. Mr. Chavez, who died in 2013, did not have anything to do with Smartmatic. 
how do you know? <laughs> yeah, are you just saying that because that's your that's your line, or is that really you know? And so that's the claim. Now I've heard this before from several sources that Smartmatic, which is akin to Dominion, have connections in Venezuela that they have company headquarters and stuff located there, which would lead to lead me to believe because I believe Hugo Chavez stole the election because people don't generally vote in communist dictators. That um, that was, uh, that everything Lou Dobbs said was true. I could talk about some of the other stuff. Uh, let me just, we only got a few minutes left. I'm going to play a couple things for you here. But um, more points in the news, more, more things that amuse me. Almost the end of the day. Hey, Marco, thanks for joining me today. Appreciate your help. I'm going to look up uh, Eva van Ingebroek. Vladingerbroek. <laughs> I'm going to work on my Dutch. Sorry about that. Your names are too long. It's like Greek names, Agalopoulos. <laughs> you know, I mean, how come I, I, I'm Greek, right? Park Greek. So how come my name's not Pangalopoulos? I don't know. Maybe they got changed in immigration. All right. So things I was going to talk about today. Let's see if I got to everything I was going to talk about. Uh, so, okay. So Brandon, Brandon announced for president by not announcing for president. In other words, there was no, uh, he never made a public appearance. He never appeared before the press. This is going to be the first campaign where the major candidate is not going to appear in public. You watch. He's, they're going to find a reason not to hold the presidential debates. They're already declared they're not going to hold Democrat Party debates. He is not going to campaign. He is not going to be in rallies. He is not going to make public appearances. He's not going to do press conferences. He's not going to do anything. They're going to send a video of him. They're going to make commercials about him and all the wonderful things he's done to destroy this country. But the coup, the only way the coup can win uh, is, to, is to steal the election again for Brandon. What else is going on? Tucker Carlson, last time we talked about that. Tucker, um, yeah, there's an Oklahoma, Oklahoma college shooting. I'll, I'll ask Brianna about that next week. And the, other, the funny thing that <laughs> we didn't get to, uh, yeah, I got to get to Lavrov's comments about the United States. So I'll have to do that as well. But the funny thing is that uh, Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, who I also believe stole the election from Marine Le Pen, uh, is talking to uh, Xi Jinping in China about how to bring about peace in the Ukraine. So in other words, they're canceling uh, the, 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 our, our own U.S. Uh, uh, globalist warmongers, the permanent war class, the, the neocons. That's fascinating. Okay, that's enough for today. I've had my fun. Thank you, Marco, in uh, Netherlands. Thanks to uh, all our folks here. Joshua called in from Illinois. Uh, our regular reporters, uh, Jesse Cassie and Brianna Cannon. Uh, and I've got to make uh, more themes. I've <laughs> got, got a lot of work to do today. You know, you think the work stops now because the show's over? No, are you kidding? It starts now. It starts now for tomorrow's show. And uh, somewhere around 11 o'clock tonight, I'll be done <laughs> with all the things I want to do. There's a lot of communications, a lot of legislating, a lot of things that go on. Let me play a couple things here. But just a reminder, your website here is blogtalkradio.com slash citizen action. Our legislative website is writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Uh, my Substack, where I have another article I'll put out today on the conservative response to the minimum, minimum wage to go along with my recently uh, published article on, on how to defeat the gun grabbers. That'll be Nope, there's my 90-second warning. That'll be at gregpangloss.substack.com. And, of course, contributions to givesendgo.com slash actionradio are always welcome as well. And let me play a couple things, and I'll be back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., just like always. This is Greg Pangloss for Strikeforce, your source for pure energy. Strikeforce is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strikeforce, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code, W-Y-L, to the discount code window at checkout 
W-Y-L, comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engines. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. Stand your ground. My friend, Jason Myers, and crew are creating an incredible facility for our city. Stand Your Ground is located at 6632 Elba Street. The phone number is 850-789-1776. Their email is standyourground1776 at gmail.com. Here you'll find either in process or already going an indoor shooting range, axe throwing, archery, a rage room, self-defense classes, concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. So this is my uh, announcement with the five-second delay. Don't know how this happened, but... Here at Action Radio, we are looking for sponsors. We have 30 and 60-second spots available for your announcements. And we have three-minute live call-ins to talk about your products and services available. Action Radio is the next evolution beyond talk radio. Join us and let us help your business evolve. Think about being a sponsor of the future and not just a listener and help us help your business grow as you help us plunge headlong into breaking new ground here on Action Radio every day. Action Radio. Part of the ADHD Radio Network. The ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. Action Radio. 